Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast for Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey Connor, is this the way? This is the way. This is the way. Don't you start with your filthy Star Wars references. I'm not having it. Isn't I'm, it great that Pete gets this one? I'm not having yeah. it. I know what you're doing, and I'm not on board for it. Connor's here too. Yeah, I'll just say no, no, no spoilers for the Mandalorian. But even even my wife, who who I would say tolerate Star Wars, um, <laughs> even when that moment happened, she was like, "Whoa!" So, yeah, yeah. Pete was kind of not big on that moment. <sighs> I like fair, the episode. I just I, know, I was gonna say to be fair, he was quite positive overall. But yeah. that moment, he he wasn't that big. Yeah, on. I feel like you do have to be into the the nerd. Like it helps. Yeah, that that side. You have the, the the whole Clone Wars Rebels, that entire saga for that to pay off. Um, but yeah, this is a DC Comics podcast. We talk about DC Comics on this show. Coming up on this week's episode, we have. Do you, do you remember for a long time there, for about four or five months, week three was always this quiet week with like four or five books. And we'd have time to do other things. We do actually have one question this week that I'm going to get to at the end because I, I don't want to let it lingering because someone wants advice. But we have a lot of books this week. We have Batman 83, we have Justice League 36, Batman Superman number 4, Aquaman 54, Supergirl 36. Supergirl, by the way, seems to be like alternating between week 2 and week 3 right now for some reason. It's weird. Yep. Um, Jimmy Olsen number 5, Metal Men number 2, Dial H for Hero number 9, Batman White Knight Presents Von Freeze issue 1, and The Question the Deaths of Vic Sage issue 1 as the new Black Label mini that we've been you know, getting a lot of recently. And to be fair, most of them have been pretty good, so yeah. uh, we'll see if that one measures up. Yeah. It's, it's funny because you say how you know, week 3 used to be quiet and now it's this. Yes. Next week, not looking so bad. And there was a while there that week four I associated with shitloads. Well, way too much. Only for well, yeah, there no, was I a lot. No, I don't think there is that much next week. Even between all of us, it's 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 below average. No, you say that. I have the exact same amount of books next week as I do this week. Really? Yeah, I have eight uh, books next I week. I have more than Pete. <laughs> but that's that's still less than what we used to have on week. It's four, less than what sure. we used to have, but I mean, compare it to this week is to say like because I, I was yeah. looking because I've I've got a Patreon book still to do this month, and I was looking at it. I was like, okay, which weeks later, and they're the exact same. Next week is slightly later in the sense that there's less longer books, but that is yeah. that is that, that is the extent of it. So, um, so week three and four are a lot more even now. Uh, overall, I think you have less because you don't read action or whatever else is out next week that you don't read. Yeah, I don't know what else is out. I kind of uh, just skip over them. But there's a uh, but there's definitely other yeah. stuff. So, um, that's what's coming up, uh, books wise today. We do have a little bit of news. Uh, we'll do a bit of small talk as we often do at the start. Um. Yeah, Connor. No, I have a lot. <laughs> now, you made me hopeful. Do you have for that no much? reason? Is there that much I'm not reading next week? Well, well, I I have a Supergirl annual edit Infinite Crisis Tales of the Dark Multiverse. Yeah. Hey, I've got the I've got the the Dark Multiverse one too. <laughs> I you should have, have Supergirl annual. Yeah, no, I may have missed that one. Yeah, Connor Connor's spray misinformation. Why is there an annual on a week four? What the hell's going on? I don't know, but there is. So. Stop oh, spreading lies, decent. filthy lies, and it's this day focused on the, the task at hand. Uh, and of course, we do have sales this week, so look forward to that. Oh, uh, no one's looking forward to that. Everyone looks forward to it. Everyone but you two. Everyone at home loves the sales talk. There is That's no proof of that. They'll love it. They'll love People, it. This is what a lie sounds like. <laughs> 
He's lying about you. <laughs> Don't I take this personally. Fight back. I am telling the absolute truth, and they all know it. They all know it. So, yes. Uh, hey, how was your week, Matt? Uh, it was okay. I got sick, so that wasn't okay. But I feel better now. That said, I I got Chinese food last night. Normally, I can finish it, no problem. I can finish it, and then I'm still hungry. I had a hard time finishing it. I'm hoping that was due to the sickness and not yeah. because I'm growing weaker. I've, I've got to feel it was probably because just leftover sickness. Your, your appetite just doesn't it quite... Was, back uh, what it was. I will say I will be a long time before I eat uh, pasta with red sauce again. Uh, <laughs> no matter how delicious it was, uh, it's not so delicious coming up. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that said, I, I watched a lot of Disney Plus when I was sick, so that was cool. <laughs> I watched a lot of gargoyles. I've never seen gargoyles. So. Oh, Pete. When you get some time. <laughs> it was one of these shows where where they did a first season of 13, and then they decided season two was going to be like 56 episodes long. Yeah. <laughs> so That's... season two just keeps going. It's kind of the like... reverse of Batman. Because, I mean, we don't really yeah. think about it, because Batman the Animated Series, they always split it into the four yeah. volumes now. But yeah. the actual season one of Batman the Animated Series is the first two volumes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So I'm almost through the first season. Um because I, I watch those in between naps. Because you know, you get a you know, you get a, a stomach virus. So I don't think it was food poisoning. Nobody else got sick, but you know, you, you get a stomach virus and you, you got to recover. So I felt a lot like a cat. Now cats do stuff and they take a nap and they do more stuff. Mm-hmm. Take another nap. That was my life for two days, and you know what? Not not mad. I'm going to ask Connor how his week was. I don't care. Um... Hey Connor, how's your week? <laughs> Oh, it was it was weird actually, because because uh, Paige was away on holiday um, mm-hmm. without me, obviously. Uh, she, <laughs> went with, she, 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 yeah, she 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 went with her sister, so she was away from like Monday to Friday, and then I was doing night shifts at work, which I don't usually do. So it kind of just threw me out all week. I, I kind of not really known where what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, we had fun recording at really weird times this week. At uh, at least one night, we were up up at like three in the morning. You guys weren't in the chat too often. Because I figure the the time got all jacked up, mm. so yeah. yeah. And then I got real drunk one night for yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. Everybody, go look at Twitter. You can tell. <laughs> no, I, I I'm I'm repre- representing streams after midnight today. I got a I got a stream shirt in the uh, the mail yesterday. Oh, there you go. So that's 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 fun. Uh, that's it's also, it's also temporarily bald. Well, he claims it's temporarily. That's temporarily. My, my head's been cold since I shaved my head. I'm not keeping it this way. Um, so, no. Do you have, you have beanies? Or, or I don't know if that's what you guys call them. Yeah, yeah. I have beanies, but I, I don't own yeah. any beanies. But I... Um, yeah, but even, even putting up <laughs> my... I have a luxurious head of hair, and when it drops below 60 degrees, I throw one of them suckers on. <laughs> I don't know how you could live where you live. Temporarily bald. Jesus Christ! Bald. I had to convert that. That's fifteen and a half degrees. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirt yeah. weather. That's that yeah. is borderline summer. That's like early guys, summer for us. Guys, I live in a desert. Right? <laughs> it's it's regularly uh, in the summer, one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, no, but that's the point where the vast majority of people in this country will go. Hmm, maybe I should get out of the shorts. 
Well, we'll move on to uh, some news, some DC Comics news. Uh, just, you know, we just we'll did move the... on to the start. Yeah, move on to the start. Uh, me and Matt just did our weekly wrestling talk that goes up on Patreon as part of this show, and Connor had to sit and listen to us for almost 40 minutes. <laughs> I, I had one comic left to read. I went, that's fine, I'll just do it when you do your wrestling talk, because it's usually, you know, 15, 20 minutes every week. Okay. And I'm like, it's fine, I can read one comic in there. Connor's going to start leaving like three books for, for the show. I probably should. Because I'll have feel, time. We could start more on time if I did that. <laughs> That's true. could start a bit earlier. Oh, it's a time hack, Matt. We figured that'll be start a bit earlier. We got it. Um, got it. All right. Uh, so, starting up news wise, then, uh, this is a really small thing, but there's going to be a two page prelude in Batman 85 uh, by Tynan to sort of set up his or tease his run, which is starting in 86. So, yes, uh, by March. Skill March. <laughs> Don't like that. Um, nope. How do you sign up for that newsletter, Connor? You just uh, go on his Twitter, and he okay. was tweeting about it yesterday. And there was a, a link, and you just put your email into the link, right. and it'll uh, send. This is a uh, James Tain in the Force newsletter that you just started. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm subscribed to quite a few comic writer newsletters. Yeah. They're they're usually pretty interesting, or you know, and a lot of them you know have fun with it. It's pretty informal. Um, but uh, Tain's was interesting because obviously you know it just started, and he was talking about uh, his his Batman stuff, and he had a big couple of paragraphs on on his kind of mission statement of what he's going to do when he was talking about it as a, an action horror uh superhero book i do like the word horror i'm all for that uh, I like there, there was a big, yeah there was a big part how he talked about how the way he's treating it is the villains see batman as michael myers from, from halloween you know, he, you know no matter what you do he just keeps coming he just keeps getting up and he they, batman is terrifying to them because they know he's actually just a man they know underneath the mask he's just a person he hasn't got powers but no matter what they do, he just gets on up and keeps on coming. He's saying my tune. So. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. You know, if I was going to compare him to a horror character, it would be Michael Myers. I mean, he does have the mommy issues of Jason. <laughs> but, but he does just keep coming like there is a force within him. You know, that's how I'm reading Batman for now on. Thank you. Thank you, Tynan. Yeah, hey, I've, always, pretty, I've always said nice I like Batman as a force of nature. It's always been my favorite way to rate Batman. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but when I feel like there's an evil force in him that's driving him to do it, it makes it so much easier to read. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. next up. Uh, Harleen 3 has been delayed. It was meant to come out on December 18th, which actually makes that, that double episode no, week for no, us. No, it's, it's worse. What? It's way worse. Because Newsarama are late on this news. I'm sorry, because I saw this headline and I said to you guys, hey, it's been postponed three weeks. It's been pushed to December 18th. Oh, we already had that in that date then. Yeah, we did. When we looked, because we did our scheduling last week and this, and we had that on December 18th. Yes. Um, you just gave me hope to take it away. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be November 27th. So, 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 so there's not actually week. any news then, because it was already on this date last week when we talked about it. When we talked about it between ourselves, yes, it was on this date last week. <laughs> the, we obviously didn't see the news. Well, nowhere else was reporting it yet, but uh, where we check it already updated. So, yeah. Okay, so it's on December 18th now. It was maybe November 27th. Three-week delay. No biggie. Um, we planned for it to be on that day, so I guess businesses we planned for. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, yeah, if you didn't hear it last week, what we're doing uh, on that week, because there's so many books on week three in December, because there's no week four, um, we're going to have two a two-part episode that week, where we'll have the, the first part will be up at the regular sort of day time, um, and will be probably the normal length, and then there'll be another normal length episode a few days later, because there's that many books. So, that's what's happening. Uh, so yeah, okay, Harleen Delay. Uh, next up, they rushed a solicit for a Birds of Prey giant, because they've been doing these giant comics that are mostly reprint material, but have a, some new material in there. Uh, they're doing one in January 22nd. Uh, they're just rushing it out, so it's out for the movie, basically. Uh, so it's a bit late compared to the giant, because obviously we've had February solicits, so this is, uh, this is late, but... Yeah, um, if you're interested in this, maybe talk to your shop, because uh, you've got till December 9th for your shops to order them, but... I know there are some shops that are not as up on you know things as they maybe should be and don't check the final order cutoffs of everything like these things that just pop in last minute. So if you actually want it, maybe just ask them. Oh, here's a bit of good news. So here's one comic that is moving from December 18th to a different date. Um, Curse of the White Knight issue 5 has been pushed forward a week from the 18th of December to the 11th of December. Oh, good. So that's one less book. Do you know what? I saw the headline of it. it was It was moving a week early, and I hadn't actually seen when it was moving from. Yes. So I was just like, ah, whatever. Uh, uh, because in my head, I was like, well, it's not moving to the 18th because there's no week four. Yes. So I was like, ah, it's fine. And it's actually great. And uh, that means there's now 16 books in that week, so it'll be an even split of eight books in each episode. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> Watch something else get delayed, though, just to put the number back up. Watch it happen. It, it, it might not be Doomsday Clock delayed out of it, though, because they are, they're releasing actual previews now. They're teasing they are, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're going hard on it. No, they're really hyping up. Oh, boy. Up. I'm and super they, they excited. Are every time, they're like, it's coming, December 18th. And they're, they're confident. Uh, don't worry. Doomsday Clock will be in that first episode, not the second one. <laughs> Doomsday Clock's <laughs> coming first. Can you imagine? Is, uh, that, is, is anyone else planning on rereading it all, like, the week before? I wasn't. I hadn't thought about it yet, but I might. I'll see. I'll no, see. I'll, I'll see what time's like. I'll see what time's like. Uh, so, uh, so this next one's a little bit sad. Um, the third damage trade has been cancelled. Um, so the final trade, uh, collecting all the issues, has not happened. It was going to come out. Uh, it was solicited in September for a January eighth release, but uh, they've cancelled it, and there's been no reason given. Um, they could resolicit it later down the line. But uh, given that it was a low-selling book, I, I don't imagine the trades were doing big numbers either. No. It's it's a shame that it's just not there for completion's sake. And some people may yeah. have liked the first two trades. Some people may have said, yeah, it was a fun book, and they bought the first yeah. two books. And... The, only, like, the only way now that this gets released in, you know, in a trade format is if they just do a collection of all 18 or 16 issues or whatever it was and just collect the entire thing in one bigger trade. But I guess the thing, is, the it, is it going to be worth doing that, though? Like Probably not. Yeah. No. Uh, and so that means that people who bought the first two trades will have to either track down single issues, uh, which would be a pain, or just get the single issues digitally at the last uh, four or five issues, whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. issues 13 to 16 in the annual. Uh, this would be, so... It's it's just a bit shitty, isn't it? That because like I said none of us really care about the book itself, but all of the things that you, you start collecting should be collected into you know finished. Really, I think especially it's different with you know okay things that are from an older period that they're, they're kind of working through whether or not they actually get to there is another matter, and we we want them to be, but I kind of get it. But everything modern 
that's being published now should just be collected at the at very at the very least they should put out the digital trade because at least people who bought the first two trades digitally can buy the third one because there's no reason why they shouldn't like the, all the materials yeah. are, they're just they're just c- collecting the digital files of the other f- the single issues and putting it in a package just yeah no, the, i'm with you oh well not 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 that having switching to singles and digitals as is bad because it's you know just digital there's thumbnails on a screen it's <laughs> not messing up your shelf yeah mm-hmm. um but for consistency's sake, you know, worth doing. Uh, so that was the yeah. news I had, unless I missed it in the economy I found. Oh, no, that was it. That's right. That was it. No. Okay, well, that means then we are on to everyone's favourite time of the month. It is sales figures time for the month of October 2019. It's the truth and you know it. So Screw you. So we're looking at October's top lists. So we're going to do it. So Matt... I don't remember what came out in October. Matt and Cara... <laughs> either. Take a guess here at what number one was. Did we have a doomsday clock in October, or was that no, September? No, that was September. It did, it did fairly well in September, but uh, no, no doomsday clock. Um, so what, I, what did Marvel game the numbers with this? this yeah, month? it's not a good top ten for DC. <laughs> it, is it? Is it some of Hickman's stupid Avengers uh, X Men bullshit? It, it's, no, because that was last time. I mean, I don't, wait, X Men uh, One did come out in October, mm-hmm. right? Are you guessing it's that? One. It's that, yeah. or it's one of the end, the ending of one of the other books. Yep. Nah, it's X Men issue one. Uh, Two hundred fifty-five thousand yep. issues. Yeah. Uh, per these numbers, um, so many variants. Yep. Number two uh, is not Marvel or DC. What did Image have? <laughs> yeah. It's not Walking number Dead one. Was already finished. It's not number one. It's Walking. Stop Walking Dead. No, that was already Seven finished was... a few months before. Yeah, that was already finished. It's the highest number Spawn. thing. Yeah, Spawn. Spawn 301. With Spawn. 186,000. I assume it was a special new run or something mm-hmm. that they were doing. Because otherwise, why is 301 a Spawn uh, selling that well? Uh, so that was number two. Uh, number three and four were Powers of X and House of X, issue sixes. Uh, with 160 and 158,000 respectively. Number five was the only DC book in the top ten. Is it something... Is that Harleen? It's not Harleen. Um, it's a, I mean, it's kind of... Su- it's not really surprising, but it, it's, it, it's a one-shot. It's something Batman really. It's the, it's the Joker one-shot. Joker Year of the Villain Issue 1, 128,000. The Carpenter one. The Carpenter yeah. one. <laughs> that, that, that's all, DC's only been in the top 10. Uh, number 6 is Amazing Mary Jane Issue 1. I wasn't going to make you guess that because you were never going to even that, know there's that, a, that existed. There's a story with that one where as to whether or not it's a... Uh, like the writer was insisting... No, it's a limited series. It's only like five issues. Mm. And Marvel were like, no, it's not. It's an ongoing. It, this is an ongoing, folks. And then the, the solicits just came out for like the last issue. It was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, guess that was the last issue, hey? Yeah, yeah. Look at that. We just cancelled that ongoing. Definitely wasn't a limited series. <laughs> Shenanigans. Oh, and here we have DC giving us all these maxi series. Now, this is 12 issues. It's less than a year. I, I don't understand why Marvel is so afraid it, to just say, because uh, like, uh, the, their Loki book, the fifth issue just came out this week, and they announced the cancellation in the letters page at the back. That that was the last issue. <laughs> I'm like, look, it's fine if that was a, if that was a limited series. If you want to just do a five issue mini, 
it's that's just fine. It's just a unfriendly consumer practice. Is all that is. It's been decept, dece- yeah. de- deceitful for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, number seven is Absolute Carnage issue four, ninety nine thousand. Number eight, Ghost Rider issue one, ninety five thousand. Number nine, Immortal Hulk twenty five with eighty seven thousand. I'm glad that's doing well because that's a good book. To be fair, I just read yep. that issue like last mm-hmm. week. Holy shit! What the hell was issue twenty five? What the hell, bro? Bro. <laughs> I, it broke my brain. I'm like, what the hell is this book all of a sudden? Like, because 25, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get what this book is. It's pretty great. And then 25 yeah. comes out, I'm like, what the shit is this book? Mm-hmm. It, it went full, full Lovecraft. But yeah. Meets but in a, in, a, in a total sci-fi direction. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't like, catch up, apparently. Um. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because yeah. you, you think you have, like Connor said, you think you have this, like, okay, this is, there's, there's different versions of the Hulk, but... They're they're playing with the whole psychological horror aspect of it, and then you get to this one, and I had to go and check to make sure I didn't skip an issue. <laughs> yeah, right. And then because I was like, "What is all this?" And then and then with the way it ended, I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, this is where it's going." But yeah, man. Yeah, I I, I don't want to even say anything more about what it is no. because I just got to that issue and was like, "What the hell." Yeah, I'm I'm behind on all my Marvel because I've been reading Checkmate, so I need to go. Like yeah. I'm even behind on on Old King Thor. Um, oh man, which so I, need to, I need to fix. Yeah, I know. I need to fix that. Um, yeah, I I just uh, started reading Crisis Infinite Earths so that I've read it before the the crossover, and me and Connor might do a Patreon thing talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna That's try. Fine. I'm I'm like almost finished issue two i keep falling asleep reading it yeah because to be fair i'm reading it at like four in the morning while i'm in bed yeah yes uh and the issues are very dense because it's an 80s comic by Wolfman and perez and, and, and long yeah and long yeah uh so uh that, that moral hulk i'm up to when did i stop reading that but issue 16 17 the last i read i don't know oh yeah oh, oh Matt, Matt. Matt, you make oh <laughs> jeez uh, so number number ten is uh, Marauders <laughs> issue one from Marvel as well. That's a six thousand Kitty Pride pirate book. Kind of want to read it, but ugh, where am I going to have time? Yeah, I don't oh, even know what it was. So my friend was explaining it to me is for whatever reason she can't find the X Men Island. Like she can't get there for whatever reason. Uh, I I actually read it because I I, yeah. I didn't read any of the Hickman stuff. But I like Kitty, right. so I thought, I'll try yeah. this one. Um, she can find it, but for whatever reason, it doesn't like accept her. There's, yeah, there's kind yeah, yeah. of this weird links and the, the portals yeah. aren't working for her mm-hmm. so uh so she goes off on a boat and does some shenanigans for, for right. frost yeah so yeah. I, I'll, I'll start skipping through to just look at the dc books and see where they're landing for the next little bit uh number 13 is the next dc book with joker harley criminal sanity issue one uh which is pretty solid not as good as harleen uh but yeah, I, need, uh, I need to go back and read that i still haven't read it oh i'm not as much reading that I th- oh no, I know. I, I, I want to, but again, I'm bogged down. Yeah, I think you'll like the true crime aspect of it. So read it before yeah. issue two comes out. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, and then next up from DC, Joker Killer Smile issue one at number 17, 70,000 copies. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like shops really ordered these Joker related books in mm. the month of October for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah I can't almost... figure out why. <laughs> so almost like there was a movie or something that came out. <laughs> Uh, Harley in issue two was number nineteen with sixty five. So Harley and Joker, I mean, they're not that high, but they're definitely the highest of all DC books. Um, There's a reason they're calling Harley the the fourth pillar. And guess what's next? Batman: Curse of the White Knight at number twenty, uh, sixty three thousand. Uh, that was issue okay, four. I'm glad people Wait, are so reading is, that. Is that selling of a regular Batman? 
Yeah, Batman. The Batman issue eighty is next. Actually, twenty one was sixty one thousand. And then, That's low. And then issue eighty ones. Well, no, I think the uh, acetate variants are splitting the numbers on these. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's weirdly low. No, I I, th- I think uh, a lot of the main DC books are split because they've got like maybe ten to twenty thousand that are cut off as separate listings. That's all right then. Yeah. Um, because we saw that in the last uh, batch of books as well. The last uh, things. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so. Or not even nasty. I think it's the car stock variants because they count as separate because they're a different price. Yeah, they've been doing those. So they're actually they're hurting their own like rankings here, which is why Marvel looks so dominant. Um, that said, though, DC aren't doing that hot sales wise uh, compared to obviously look at the start of Rebirth, they were killing it. This is obviously settled into a much more sort of mundane level across the board, which makes me actually believe all this fifth generation stuff because that sounds like the next sort of Rebirth relaunch style. And what what sells a lot of comic books, if not a lot of new number ones? It does. No, it's frustrating because we kind of, uh, you know, generally speaking, us as fans kind of get frustrated by all these initiatives. Like, the, 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 they are just sales drives, right? But yeah. I, I get why they do them because objectively, they work. They're I, successful in I the will, short term. I will give them some credit, though. I think four years, five years between them is reasonable compared to because there was a time where marvel were doing it like every six to eight months <laughs> yeah there was a point where it was twice a year with marvel yeah uh so i can respect that rebirth was 2016 and then 2020 it'll be you know g5 or whatever we, we call I, actually, it. Yeah. I believe it was supposed to start the, uh, the beginning of 21 so oh really so it'll be five years almost then okay yeah that's not bad um but yeah so, so you have five years in a 52 then rebirth yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because I'm looking at these sales figures, I'm going, yeah, it looks like they could use a little shot in the arm <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And it feels like maybe that's where we're going. So, uh, yeah, uh, so you had the Batman issues there. Batman Annual was at number 25, 59,000. So a lot of Batman. Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall issue one, which... Uh, <laughs> more I don't Batman. Know that, uh, yeah, more Batman, number 28. <laughs> uh, Batman Superman, <laughs> number 31. Half Batman. More Batman. <laughs> It is worth mentioning, though, the, the drops in these num- like the actual sales figures here are very small now. Like, Tales from the Dark Multiverse uh, Nightfall was um, 57,000. Mm-hmm. Batman Superman's 55,000. So, you know, the, the, the dips between the, the amounts is getting very narrow as we're at this part of the... So at least that's good at this point. Uh, Detective Comics, <laughs> number 40 with 50,000. Getting more Batman. Uh, so, yeah, fun. Fun. Uh, well, that's interesting. Here's an interesting little tidbit. The deceased cardstock variant for number six actually outsold the regular one by a little. Uh, the cardstock hmm. variant was at number 42 with 46,000, and the regular version was at number 45 with 46,000. I mean, they're both 46,000, but uh, the cardstock sold about 400 more copies. So that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty even split overall, though. Yeah, pretty even for that one. Uh, I, do you know what it was? I think it's because the the, the the variants for Deceased have been so good that I think that's why it yeah. did so well. People wanted the, the variant. Uh, so that's that. Um, so yeah, we could pretty much leave it there then, unless anyone has any specific uh, questions. Uh, no. In fact, just, just to add on my talking about the, splitting the numbers, uh, but the Batman uh, cardstock variants... Uh, did twenty five and twenty four thousand each. So if you add that onto the the other numbers, which were about sixty thousand, that gets you up to the eighty five plus range. Uh, that's about on par. Which is about what it was doing before they started splitting the numbers. It's, so. it's slightly lower than we know DC would like, but it's not 
any not any significantly worse than what it has been for the last you know six to eight months yeah yeah that, that, that's what it was before they started splitting the numbers with the car stock variants it was about i remember it'd been like eighty eight thousand. so it's you know it's, yeah. it's a natural amount from where it was yeah uh so that makes that makes sense uh i was just scrolling down looking for it and interesting and that was what stuck out to me so uh that'll wrap up sales figures then for october uh and don't worry your favorite portion will be back uh next month <laughs> when we talk about november sales figures i'm missing that week the christmas treat <laughs> unless that's the the job it'll probably that, all, that be could... do- it'll be doomsday clock week you're right yeah i'm not missing that week <laughs> yeah, no. no no you will because it's doomsday clock you always miss doomsday clock no no, no. one way or another, I, w- I will bloody do it on my phone from the hospital if i have to i'm not missing that week <laughs> skyping in from location <laughs> Carter, Carter's, his ap- appendix just got took out but he's in the hospital bed and he scrubs he's here to talk about colleagues <laughs> I-, I will find a way to talk about doomsday clock <laughs> um, so just before we go to books there there is a, a question sent in and I, I, I've been forgetting to promote this as, as much as I should do but if you want to send us a nice longer question you can do that at mftvquestions at gmail.com that's mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, just put in the subject uh, comics or comics from the multiverse or DC comics just to make sure we know what show it's for um, but we got a, a question from uh, Jared Young and I wanted to answer this sort of soon because it was kind of an advice thing for reading um so it says so it's new to comics from the multiverse podcast and he loves it uh, and i'm new to dc comics in general and a bit late of a bloomer to comics anyway could you give me uh or point me to your five favorite rebirth titles uh with working file measures i have time to read everything but i'm trying to experience a little bit of everything any help and gains uh, against that would be greatly appreciated thank you so much keep up the great work uh, so thank you for the kind words first of all uh jared mm-hmm. um so obviously, read the rebirth one shot. That's first. And f- I won't count. That, I'm not yep. counting that as one of the five. But read the rebirth one shot because it sets up everything else. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as the five you should read, I think we'd all agree. Tainan's Detective Comics run would yep. be easy. Yeah. Rock is Wonder Woman. Rock is Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yep. Especially issue eight. <laughs> so Rock is Wonder Woman is about twenty five issues. So that's a nice, reasonable size. Yeah. Uh, Tainan's Detective Comics is about. 40 issues yeah that sounds about right i I would say the uh the um i'm drawing a blank gleason and uh i don't know man i I would have seen it since the start of rebirth i'd have been hyping for that but yeah this is no i'm I'm with pete overall i can't say yes that is one of the five so wait he he only wants series he doesn't want stories it sounds like it It sounds like runs it sounds like the runs from rebirth uh, damn yeah, if you could point to an individual like six issue story, sure. I mean, but sure. That, we're I, about the whole... Yeah, the, the first you know like twenty issues or whatever of uh, you know up until Superman Reborn, the yeah. Superman run was good, but after yeah, it's, that, kind of, it's, it's not enough to to recommend. It's the same with like King's Batman. I don't think I can recommend that as an entirety to someone right now. Yeah, no. no. Um, it depends if I mean the question kind of sounds like you want rebirth and continuity stuff specifically because I I would be tempted to say something like Supergirl being super is a really good mini from the last few years. Yeah, and the same with like Mister Miracle. Yeah, oh Mister Mir- of course, yeah Mister Miracle. Uh, but if we're going with rebirth and continuity stuff since the start, I'm, I'm of gonna rebirth. have to own Flash because it started off a lot of fun. You, you had a bump, um, and then just stop after Flash War. stuff at flash war um because that's when you look at how long that's gone you have a lot of reading to get into before flash war 
And the majority of it's good. It's about 50-odd issues, isn't it? You do. Yeah, right? You do. Um, I think you two would recommend Justice League Dark, and I'm bringing that up because I think if you want, you know, different corners of the world, uh, that would be a good thing. Uh-huh. Actually, Joe, I'd recommend it for a really fun corner of the world that was really good. Pretty much right up until it ended, to varying degrees, was Green Lanterns. I would recommend yeah, checking that out. Green Lanterns. Mm. Uh, Supergirl, I would say, from the beginning. That was a good run. I think both Supergirl and Batgirl have been pretty solid mm-hmm. overall. Um, yeah. And consistent. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to think of the team books. Team Outside books. of tech... Yeah, text yeah, the gold I'm trying to stick away books. from just the Batman side of things, or yeah. you know, all the just the Superman side of things. We've, we've covered Wonder Woman, the Green Lantern ones, kind of yeah, reasonable shout if you want something Green Lantern based. Yeah. Uh, what? It's uh, tough, isn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure there was. What was? I'm sure there's been a couple of things that were cancelled. Super Sons. Super Sons is fun. Supersons is a lot of fun. But Matt's going back to Superman and Batman again for <laughs> the families. Um, yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're not sticking to the start of Rebirth, or if, we're, if we're including stuff that sort of happened in the last couple of years as well... Um, I, I would. Anything that's kind of... It, I think we're still in that Rebirth. Oh, well, actually, oh, Doomsday Clock. Like, well, read Doomsday yeah, Clock. Uh, of course, especially you have to read Watchmen first, I would say. Um, oh, if you haven't read chance, Watchmen, there's a yeah. chance you've read that already. But if you, you said you're, you're new to comics, so maybe yeah. you haven't. Yeah, read, read Watchmen because it's relevant, and then read uh, Rebirth one shot. I mean, you can read the Rebirth one shot first if you want. And then, but, like, yeah, read, read the button because that button. plays in. Yeah. Um, so we'll count that all as one. We'll count Watchmen to the yeah. button to Doomsday Clock as yeah. one thing, yeah. right? Yeah, because that's one thread. Yeah. And then uh, and then we're dealing with that. And I'd say detective. I'd say detective from Tynan and Rucker's and Wonder Woman is two and three. So that's that's your three your three main books I'd say that are musts. Yeah. Right? So we did another two that we say no, those are the other two you should read. Um What would we recommend right now? I mean, I mean, me and Matt would get say Ben the Superman stuff. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm restraining I'm, myself. I'm assuming they're kind of reading some of the most recent stuff if they're listening to this. Oh, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe they just went back to the start not. and dabbled. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, they, they could be. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, it says rebirth, so maybe it does specifically mean the rebirth couple of years uh, from from there. Um. So maybe um, Nightwing was pretty solid. Uh, yep, until Percy is forced off the book. Until Percy was forced off the book, yes. This yeah. is this is very true. I'd feel the same about uh, Green Arrow. Oh, Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah, actually, oh. No, I'd say Green Arrow's number oh. four. Yeah, I'd, I'd say your, your, your Watchmen Doomsday Clock Thread. Um, I'd say Rucker's Wonder Woman, Tynan's Detective, Percy's Green Arrow. Yeah. To be fair, I think with Green Arrow, you can include all the way to the end. There's a couple of little fill-ins here or there at the end sure yeah there's there's some speed bumps but you can get over them they're short yeah green green is definitely worth reading i would absolutely do that um honestly if especially now that it's coming to an end and you can kind of binge read the entire thing deathstroke actually i'm going to alter and say aquaman because uh abner's aquaman actually got really good uh a good chunk yeah. into it and it has an ending as well it, you know it has a pretty solid ending that feels like the ending to his mm-hmm. his run yeah um yeah there, there was a couple of crossover issues after his run kind of ended that he still wrote i would ignore those yeah. it, it crossed over with suicide squad but the issue before that that is the real ending to his run 
Yep. That's a great place to sort of wrap up that that run. I mean, the Aquaman right now with, from Kelly Sue is great, but yeah, going, with the, going with the Rebirth stuff. So if I, if I was recommending five, that would be what I'd do. I'd say Doomsday Clock and definitely read Watchmen first if you haven't, um, along with DC Universe issue one. Um, Tiny's Detective, Rucker's Wonder Woman, Percy's Green Arrow, and I'd say Aquaman is the, the fifth one. That would be my recommendations. You can Especially have all... when I'm issue eight. Date me later. <laughs> yeah, I said personally, I'd, I'd get, personally I'd swap out Deathstroke for Aquaman. I think I, from what I've read, I enjoyed that more. But That's I mean, fair. you know, up to you. Taste, taste vary. Yep. Yeah. Do you do? Do you have a, a an alternate fifth, Matt? No, not really. No. Yeah, Matt wants you to read some early Superman, but don't don't go too far. That's that's what Matt wants. You're probably in at issue seven. That's my favorite issue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that the fairground issue? That's the fairground. <laughs> you're fine. I mean, you can read issue. on past that, but. Uh, and I'd say for a bonus sixth, I'd say Batgirl, but that's I'll leave it there. Yeah. I'll leave it there. All right, there you go. Uh, so we'll get on to on to the books. Then we'll go on to this week's books. Um. So, uh, we'll start off with Batman, issue 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom King writing, Michael Yannon on the art. And this entire issue, because uh, obviously Thomas Wayne, Flashpoint Batman, uh, got him at the end of the last issue. And this is Batman waking up and sitting across the table from dead Alfred. This is him finding out that Alfred's dead. So the entire issue is a recording that Alfred made for him at some point. Um, mm-hmm. talking about his relationship with Bruce and that's most of the, the text and the issue until the very last couple of pages is just Batman trying to break his way out of this like sort of set that he's been put in with Alfred and like you know photos of the Waynes and you know messages on the wall saying you're not Batman and things like that. Thomas has set up this really weird almost jigsaw-esque room for him. I mean, it's no traps, but just in this, the, the way it's presented no, to him. No, but it's almost as if it's the prison of his own mind he's put in mm. to be Batman. And it's counterbalanced by Alfred going, I know this is why you do this. You're not Batman. You're Bruce Wayne. And that, you know, I know that you think you're Batman, but ever since you were a, a little boy, you've had this sense about yourself. Um, and I don't ever want you to forget that. And that's why I had to sacrifice myself stupidly. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll let Connor unleash in a minute because I'm, I'm sure Connor's about to yeah. tear this to shreds. Uh, <laughs> I have opinions. I it's, I'll, it's a I'll very... But before he does that, it, 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 I don't want to say it made me weepy because it didn't. I It was a very nice, I guess, send-off for Alfred that we've been needing yeah, I, I for the last however many months. There's some effective beats in here, mainly yeah. from the Alfred stuff, from Alfred's mm-hmm. like, speech that... that that works well enough and yeah feels in character um, for alfred you know yep and between this and that annual you know it definitely reads as a as a love letter to do you, alfred do you know yeah yeah because yeah, that annual was fantastic i i think i like the idea of alfred making the choice to lie to bruce about like his safety and accepting that he's going to die i like that as a character as a as a plot choice not in this story I, le- I think if it was justified with something else, like if he did it to save Bruce in some yep. way, I think I'd be all over that choice. As it is, it doesn't feel kind of earned in this, I don't think. It's no. kind of just so that Bruce will go, well, it's safe to me to go in and stop Bane now, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he's not being cautious, and, and that's where 
That's why I say he stupidly sacrifices himself because Alfred didn't have to die in order for this to happen. No, not at all. I think that's kind of what Pete was getting out there. Where yeah, because because like, a little unnecessary on Alfred's yeah. part. Alfred making the choice to sacrifice himself to save Bruce feels so in mm. character for Alfred, but he's not really done it here to save Bruce. He's kind of done it here because he assumes there's no way around, you know, the the bargain for for Batman to mm. get in the city, and I just don't really feel like that was really driven home enough like i didn't feel like the city was desperate enough that alfred would need to feel like he has to let himself be killed to help save yep. the city um i want to buy that choice i really do but i just can't based on I what can't. we actually got in story but but then it's surrounded by all of this really nice imagery of of alfred you know even before he was you know his guardian about bruce being with his mom and dad and mm. the sullen face that he wore in public you know, even around his parents, but that's not who he was at home. He was actually really brave, you know, and he, he would get himself into trouble and he saw this, you know, as he became an adult, that same, that same face, there's all a lot of really nice words. You yeah. Know? And uh, I, you know, I, I did like, kind of like that it was trying to tie in the, the, the whole run. Cause he mentions like him yep. look, looking like Bruce Wayne again at the wedding, you know, before Selena, yep. you know, abandoned him smile and yep. also mentioned, Oh, you asked me recently, you know, if this is a good, a good death. death. And I was like, that was the first issue. I was like, okay. I like that the run's starting to feel like yeah. these things are all kind of and, important. And, and then the relevant. whole message of there, there is no good death yet. It's been as Alfred sacrificing himself. <sighs> I like I get what King's going for, but I don't like it. I just I don't think this story earned Alfred's death. I think Alfred nope. should die at some point, and it should be emotional. It should be this great thing, great story. Um, I don't think this story quite earned it, unfortunately. Because of of King, now I've lost two of my favorite Bat characters. I lost hey. Dick Grayson, and I lost Alfred. Dick will rise again. <laughs> and to be fair, we all know that was Didio's fault. Yeah, but it happened in the pages of, of Batman. Mm-hmm. So You're holding I'm, King I'm, responsible. I'm holding him responsible. <laughs> and so this was definitely the thing, right? That he had to clear. Uh, yeah. I imagine so. And that, and it's been long enough now that I feel like the yeah, S is lately the thing that you had to. Yeah. Yeah. The okay on. Oh, oh, dear. So Batman loses his shit. He faces his way out of the room, weeps a little bit. Yep. Eventually gets gets out. Um. Uh, because Catwoman shows up and is like, okay, you're ready to come see him now. Um, and we see the entire Bat family kind of, sort of, they're, they're all there uh, lined up. Yeah. Because uh, they've all been defeated. And Thomas Wayne's like, okay, you're ready to not be Batman anymore. You know? Is it done? Are we done with a stupid charade? And of course, being Batman fans, we're all like, of course he's going to say no, it never ends. And that's yeah. what he does. He says, no, yeah. it never ends because I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't actually say that, but <laughs> so no. that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Not this time. Yes. So this this led me to look and research Psycho Pirate. Mm-hmm. And I hate that Psycho Pirate's been used as this device now. Because in the history of Psycho Pirate, his powers are never fully defined. So mm-hmm. he's just kind of, oh, you need mind controlling emotional stuff? You're a Psycho Pirate. We're never going to explain how this exactly works. But apparently he takes over minds uh, and he can control emotions. He used to be a psychic vampire at one point, but oh, yeah. I guess not anymore. Like Dr. Sleep? Sure, I haven't seen it, but... Psych- psychic vampires is basically the plot of Dr. Sleep. But... <laughs> gotcha. Um, sure, I guess. 
So I guess this is what's controlling Selena and all them and, you know, the Medusa mask that, that we've been... I'm still trying to piece this all together from his run in general and how how exactly does Ventriloquist play into this? Because, you know... Just because T Thomas needed an Alfred and... No, but too. remember... It's hinted that he's got mind control abilities too because that's why he brought him on... on to Santa Prisca in Batman uh, Suicide Squad. I'll be honest, that was so long ago, I can't remember yeah. the specifics of that. In particular, you could be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's why they brought Punch and Julie as well. And the whole reason that Bane has Psycho Pirate there and to control the emotions and whatnot. And I just... Psycho. I don't know what he's going for here, but I'm starting to feel that outside of Mr. Miracle, where he has, like, this is the definitive end... Feel like Tom King doesn't stick his landings, because now we have we have this and we have Heroes in Crisis. I mean, Heroes in Crisis is a weird one to bring up because I feel like Heroes in Crisis has a lot going on with it. That it does, you know. It, but... I think Heroes in Crisis is, is just kind of a mess in concept. Whereas I don't think his Batman runs a mess in concept. There's a lot of great stuff in his Batman run, especially in that first half. It's just the execution. Yeah, but exactly. He's not sticking the landing like here. If this is what he wanted to do, was to from from the first issue. Oh yeah, that's, a, that's my point though. I'm saying that Heroes in Crisis yeah. didn't just not stick the landing. There was more wrong with Heroes. In we, we hoped we yeah, hoped but... we hoped the ending was going to make sense of all of it, and it didn't. Whereas I don't need yeah. anything in the first half of the Batman run to be have sense made of it. It all worked on its own as it was going. Well, I do if it if it's been going. If he's been plotting it this way, you know, like it led to the wedding and then the wedding led to this. Like, I want that through line to be clean. And now that we get here, it starts to, you know, but, you know, bunch up. It's it's not as clean. Yeah. But the difference with Heroes in Crisis, though, is that Batman was still satisfying on its own as it was going for a long time. Like, it was, you know, the stories, even yeah. if there was like some thrilling in the background that was kind of building to something, the actual core on surface story was always working and being satisfying as it was going. I, I agree. I you know, say, I, oh, I've this... been the most critical of this half of the run, I would say, out of all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I would still, I could recommend that first 50 or so issues as enjoyable Batman stories. Uh, you know, in their in their own right, and they mostly hold up on that regard. It's just taken as a, a as the larger run, as the first half of setting up something more. That's where it falls flat. Right. So yeah. it's all about context. You know, I the the here. I mean, the the art. Janin's doing a lot here because it's a lot of narration, and we're seeing the expression on Bruce's face a lot, mm -hmm. like. So Jana's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, and he does a really good job. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just... Again, it's one of these... It's, it's this weird king dilemma. Where it's like, yeah, it's fine, but it doesn't feel fulfilling, I guess? Do you know what? I, I think I'm kind of more in line with you guys on this one than some others, in that I don't hate this issue. I mm -hmm. think, taken out of context, this issue is probably pretty good. Yeah, you know, if you just read this, if you were talking, right, Alfred just died. Right. This is this is the issue dealing with that. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think the, the context where it falls apart are, uh, you know, okay, like you said, okay, you don't really buy the actual sacrifice oh. itself. I think following up this just after that Alfred annual is a poor choice because we just had a, a whole issue of here's Alfred's narration. 
of how yep. he feels about Bruce. And then we're kind of just doing the same thing again here. So it kind of, even though you know one Although, is not necessarily better than the other, you can enjoy either. But I think no, having them but, both around the same time kind of undermines. No, I feel it makes it a, a nice one-two punch. You know. Uh, see, for me, here. I think if 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 that had been maybe before Alfred had died, yeah, maybe maybe that, that would have had more weight. Uh, but this here, okay, having both of these post-death kind of just makes this one fall a little flat for me and this is the more important one this is the one that needed to land what's the, yeah. annual, hold on, what's the annual post death i'm pretty sure yeah it was. yeah that was only it like came last out. month yeah well, it came enough. out when i was gone uh, and I, we're coming and, up on and that brings me to my, my third oh the part. annual i was thinking of the father's day one <laughs> I was like, that was ages ago. No. About it. <laughs> no, no, that one's fine. That's why when you said fantastic, Pete, I was just like, oh, I'm going to give him this one. No, I was talking <laughs> about the Father's Day one. Yeah, that angle was just okay. Yeah. The, fa- the, the, the Father's yeah. Day one was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. That was so far removed. I'm, you know, that wasn't even in my yeah. mind. That was like a year ago. I'd forgotten no, what the angle was... was. I'd forgotten what the recent angle was. <laughs> <laughs> and You'd that wasn't by the sound of it. Right, wasn't that Taylor? It was, yeah. It was Taylor, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, and and yeah, but that leads me to my my third biggest problem with the context of this issue is Alfred died like three months ago. This should have been right after. If this if if Alfred died two weeks ago, like, like in the last issue, and then we had this, yeah. this might have hit hard. And and but we've been going for three months, going, is he dead? I don't know. And and at this point, kind of over whether or not he was or not. And then we got it confirmed in the solicits last week, and you know a little before. Yeah. So now this it's been this murky. Out, the whole thing's been murky. That, that, yeah. Yeah. That. That said, I'm still an emotional type that when Bruce puts him in and covers him with the the, the cape, that that one hit me. No, but that, that's why I say out you know? of context, this issue is actually yeah. quite good. But because you can't read it out of context, it is part right. of the story. It's part of, okay, when they release these things. Yeah. If, this, if this issue was right after the, the, the next snap and this was before it was all confirmed and solicits and we, we spent two weeks going, wait, was that the end or not? And then we had this as the follow-up. This could be fantastic, yeah. Um, but it, you know, as as it is, it kind of just loses all the weight, and I kind of just it feels like okay, yeah, well, we know he's dead now, so let's actually just confirm for Bruce. It kind of just feels like I'm going through the motions now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also don't like Flashpoint Batman, or yeah, Flashpoint Batman. I don't know if I like him less or Batman Who Laughs. Probably Batman Who Laughs, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, the issue ends with them just about a fight, basically. It's just you know. I don't. Standard king ending. Yeah, but see, I feel like Flashpoint Batman's supposed to be a Batman I don't like. You know? Yeah. So it's like he just—he's—is he working heel? And because he's working heel, I don't like him. Or does he have that? I just don't like him. I don't want to see him. You know? I think the former in this case. I think you're supposed to kind of hate him at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's—he's definitely been the antagonist. All right, what are you rating him at? I'm gonna give this a seven. Connor? I'm gonna give it a, a six because like I said the issue is decent, just contextually drags it down a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll agree with a seven. And I'll take us on to Justice League thirty six, Scott Snyder rating. Just Scott Snyder, I, this this was notable because mm-hmm. it's been yep. him and Tynan for the longest time. Yep. Uh yep. Francis Manipul and Howard Porter on the art. Uh so we will uh we will dive in. Uh, first thing I want to say is I think this is some of Francis Manipal's weakest stuff I've seen. I think. Um, yeah, it's not as strong, but it's still. It's, I still enjoy it. Th- th- there was it, a there was a chunk early on with the villains. Uh, there's a there's a facial reaction from Sinestro that I thought was downright yeah. bad. The cheetah design also not not very 
Well, it, just, it, it doesn't feel quite as as polished and smooth as yeah. Michael usually the, the, does. The, I'll the, agree with that. There's like a sort of scared shock face from Sinestro. It looked, it looked like he was a uh, uh, dick dastardly in a cartoon reacting to like. Uh, I don't know something bad. I about know the one you're on about. Yeah, yeah. but it's not bad art by any means. It's just on Manipal scale. It's not not. because yeah. um, most weeks you give me a Manipal comic and I'll go, yeah, this is probably in contention for best art of the week, and it's not. Yeah. This week. Oh, right, let me yeah. let me let me rephrase this then. I think it's it's bad art in the sense that it tonally does not fit what this book has been. Uh, that that panel where Sinestro's looking scared, and then you've got Grodd and Cheetah also looking worried, looks like it's just tonally from a cartoon where everything's lighthearted. It doesn't fit the, the rest of the book for me. I wouldn't go quite that far. Um, so, yeah, so basically, uh, Perpetua makes a bit of a, a double heel turn here, where she turns <laughs> her back on all of the villains, except Lex, who's her pet boy. But... Uh, Brainiac One Million becomes her Mo- Mobius chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like rough. That. I don't know. Uh, He's receptacle of everything. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I, he, I when you said when you said double heel turn, all I could think of it was me, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I started laughing. This is this is what this is. Oh dear. Yeah. She's the higher power. She's the higher and power. I, I, do you, do you know the problem with this like... is though is I don't really I've never really liked Perpetua. I've complained about her a few times uh, yeah. in recent issues. So her making the rest of the villains that I actually like look like chumps uh, that doesn't exactly yeah isn't fun to me. I'm just like oh whatever no you know <laughs> so yeah wasn't super into this opening stuff with the the villains. I have to say I kind of liked it. Oh, she bloody did. It's 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 the standard of okay, let's uh, re-establish Perpetua's threat level by okay, this is how easily she treats these villains and and the idea of you know her betraying all of them, even as Lex is there, kind of going no no come on guys listen it's fine there's a reason for all this just go along with it she does what she's doing there must be, it's it's him kind of leaning into this faith and and kind of so determined yeah. not to admit he's misplaced his faith and he's kind of allowing all his his teammates to just kind of get used right, like which that. is the most luther thing he can do though because he <laughs> he's yeah. distilled down to his most luther lutheriest you know luthonian yeah. luthonian element, <laughs> element. Mm. yeah I'll do. like uh, and he's just basically telling me yeah guys just go with it this is what we need for doom um he does feel quite demented, like like he kind of knows that no, uh, there is no reason for this. But I've got to. It, it's is is sunk so much into this now that he can't. But he wants out. to win so bad, you know. Yeah. So, I still hate this whole apex predator thing. Mm-hmm. I think no, I think at this point, given that we are doing the heretical, so leaning into the the religious fervor. I mean, maybe someone else other than Lex would have worked better. I kind of like it with Lex in the sense of he's never been that, and this was enough to make him. Um, right. But maybe someone else would have suited it better. Uh-huh. I mean, that's I, don't know. I I I was not feeling it. Uh, the re- the rest of the issue is kind of the Trinity getting all the, the the extended Justice League together. You see the Bat Family there. You see, yeah. you know, terrific over there. They're they're reestablishing their faith in themselves, which I kind of like as a counterbalance to Lex's faith in Doom. Yeah, they want to try and inspire everyone to maybe tip the scales yeah. back towards. Uh, well, yeah, and not just towards justice. justice, because that's that's the point here is 
we have to make people believe in themselves. It's not just about justice. Yeah. Um, uh, the ultra. So I like that message. I just feel like it's humble, but uh, you know, mishandled here yeah the ultra monitor sent after uh kendra and uh the the jean kid uh i forgot his name. oh anti-monitor there you go not the ultra monitor yeah no it's the ultra monitor right no it's anti-monitor yeah but they combined they all combined right i don't remember this is classic anti-monitor he's huge yeah but they all they all combined they all combined yeah yeah he's ultra monitor they did yeah yeah, they had like the, the the big moment like two issues ago. Yeah, they all merged into right, one. Right, but then he, right, but then he he sold out and that destroyed that, and he took his old form because he was no longer you know Mobius the anti monitor. He's just anti monitor. Yeah, you could be right. It's always a sign of a great run, <laughs> right? Well, and then I like too that they're they're gonna have to to split off and and go. So I like that that. Uh, John Stewart has to go with Jay, and that um, Barry has to go with um, Alan um, to yeah. go do what they need to do. So I, I always, I will always mark out for a a Flash Green Lantern team up, no matter who who's in there. Yeah, those two teams are are, are trying to get Kendra in that back who are under attack yep. from the uh, the Anti Monitor slash the Ultra Monitor. We'll you know we can all figure that out later <laughs> but uh the issue ends with uh like this army that the you know perpetua's gotten together for lex he's in his big ship um and the justice league are getting ready and batman teases he's got one trick left up his sleeve and jaro's like yeah awesome you know uh you know bit of prep here uh and the hall of justice turns out to be a giant flying ship that rises out of the ground Step too far. Oh, no, I was into that. Oh, no, not me. Do you know... <sighs> Step too far. I like I like how it looks in the final page, but I have to admit, I realized that basically what he was about to do is turn the building into a, 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 a equal ship to fight this ship with, and I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I was like, okay. Yeah, me too. I, I, I like cause... that type of stuff. I just feel like here, it's just a, a step too far, and... I, I was know. into it, and it explained, you know, the stuff at the start where they were talking about, okay, no, we, we chose the lightest stone that we could, you know, you know the, the universe, to, so that it would be easy to do this. I like this. It's just, yeah. for me, this is classic Snyder, everything has to be the biggest, biggest, big thing. Yep. Any idea he has, he'll do. <laughs> it's okay. Which I kind of admire, <laughs> I just don't like it here. I, I, I never want Snyder to not do this, because I'll take this over, you know, zero year type stuff oh sure any day yeah right um however we also got a, a justice league megazord at the first issue of metal so and i'm trying to justify why that was okay and this isn't i just story i guess context well i think it's because i'm that... not saying this is super deep than but it's just it's fun it's 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 blockbuster at this point yeah i, I think that was like <sighs> It was that was opening the, the book with a bang. I, I got a kick out of that. That yeah. was kind of fun. It, they kind of set up well enough. Um, this just kind of feels like okay. At this point, we're just doing too much. Like we've we've, we've done too many yeah. wacky things throughout this run at this point. Um, uh, I don't know. It's I could eat the whole pizza, should I? And Snyder's always like, yes, eat the whole pizza. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kind of there with him though. No, no stone yeah. left unturned. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been kind of up and down with this run anyway. So for me, this was yeah. just a, a weaker issue in this run, doing things that I wasn't super into. Yeah, but but again, a lot like Batman this week, I feel there's a lot of stuff here that I like. I just, when it comes across on the page, I'm kind of like, all right, I don't know, maybe I'm feeling fatigue at this point. I don't know. I think Snyder builds fatigue. I think because he's oh, yeah. always doing the biggest thing all the time, yeah. I think it's very easy to get fatigued yeah. with his writing. Yeah. I personally oh. actually think this is one of the weaker issues from recently. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because of fatigue, though. I think that this is because this is just the, right, okay, we've done all the big stuff of collecting the team over the last few issues. Right. We're before all the big stuff with the actual showdown. And this is kind of that issue between of, well, we just need to kind of get from A to B. And it, it does feel like that uh, to I'm, a point. I'm a little worried there's three issues left in the run because I'm worried that it's going to drag out whatever fight this is going to be for too long. No, because I feel like he has to finish the fight in the next one and the next two are epilogue. almost epilogues hey, I, to I, where where it's going. I'm cool with epilogue issues, setting up stuff yeah. and wrapping things up. But I'm a little bit worried. I'm getting because I, you know, I I, I enjoyed uh, Dark Side War with Jeff Johns, but that was one that mm-hmm. went a, a couple issues too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it just it spent ages on the big fights, but it was just it, I almost couldn't tell. Like it was hard to remember where one issue ended and the other began because yeah. it was just the, the one big battle for like four issues. Yeah. The the only thing I will defend if this if this issue goes over just the next one issue is that there are so many characters here that we can kind of deal with that. If if we're not just on the same two or three characters, there there could be a lot to actually show over the over that fight well, with all this, you know, because we've yeah. got all those past people, we've got the future people, we've got everyone here. Maybe maybe it'll be one one issue epilogue, and then it'll be over the next two, because you yeah. yeah you have you have to go get Kendra, you have to you you know Batman has to fight Lex uh, ship versus ship, and then and you'll then, have like, person to person. Right, fighting these these ultra predator whatever they are, yeah, um, and then Perpetua herself, you assume, yeah, which I feel she's more of a concept, so you have to make people believe in themselves to yeah. undo the doom. So, um, but we we still know though that wherever this goes, we still have to have the Titan stuff where Apex Lex fights Batman who laughs. So where where does that play out? Is that going to be in this book? I thought that was just not going to be in this in... book, but in I'm talking in general. So though that thread still has to, to end up. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, Apex Lex could be back to all by the end of this book, and that just takes place before that ha- that happens. I'm fine with that. We see that all the time. No, but I'm, but I'm just saying it's you know th- there's that too. Yeah, there's gonna be that thread. Murky, um, a lot of murkiness yeah. going on. But yeah, yeah. It was it was fine. It was okay. I'm I'm not super enthused by uh, Justice League right now. Uh, Matt, what are you giving it? What are you seven point five? Connor. Yeah, I'm just going with a seven. It's it's a decent issue. Not my favorite. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six. So you know, I'm so sorry that the first two books were both pretty like middling because there's, there's there's more good stuff yeah. coming. I'm trying oh, to get to them. I you just... know what though. I, I read my first two books of the week and I, I posted this in the Facebook group and I was like, oh boy, yeah. I might be real negative this week. We haven't got to them yet. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but you're always a negative, Nancy. But I, I, I just, I hate... I hate Ginger degrader. That this is someone's first episode and we've sat and like dogged on the first two books. We're actually pretty positive a lot of the time. Maybe not Connor. Why but... have been trying to be add the positives in there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm trying to be... I, you know what? Positives in this issue. If we want to just talk, just something to, to uplift at the end. Jaro, again, even when he's not saying anything, there's just when he's hanging off yeah, Tim's I, staff 
and he's doing the the the, the kind of the, the pose. Oh. <laughs> I loved that. Also, I don't know if this is a continuity thing or if that's Snyder going, no, man, Francis is not drawing Drake in that ugly brown costume. <laughs> he's in this Red Robin costume. Yeah, I noticed that in Batman as well, though. Yeah. I'm like, thank God, because if yeah. I never have to see that other stupid costume again, yeah. I'll be quite happy. So It's coming. Oh, yeah. I know. One of my favorite things Snyder's created is the, the Starborough Jaro, you know. It's great, just, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Jaro's been the best thing about this run. Honestly, when Jaro sacrificed himself in the next three issues, that's going to break us. Well, but as long as there's like a piece of him left, it, he'll regrow. It's fine. Because I need a Jaro Guy Gardner I, team up. Oh, yes. But I mean, At even in this, I laughed so hard when uh, Miss Martian's like, yeah, I can't connect with everyone, you know, telepathic. I'm not strong enough. Maybe Jaro. And he's like, yeah, well, I can't get entire worlds and stuff, but that was yeah. before. I'm a growing starfish. Yeah. Just uh, cracked me up. Yeah. All right, let's, Just... let's move on. Let's move on to Batman Superman issue four, Joshua Williamson writing, David Marquez on the art. Uh, the Secret Six kind of finally forms. We get kind of the build up yep. to the, the final member uh, coming in, which is basically, I mean, they're clearly hoping for superman but they said of course they set out the alarm and it's like well maybe supergirl come maybe superboy will come and maybe that dumb dog <laughs> i think was the the line um Ugh. and Rude. of course it's supergirl who shows up um right. uh, while they're fighting uh, scarab the evil blue beetle yep. um who does try to fight out of it at one point later in the issue yeah uh, Jay, uh jaime does and that this is what i'm liking here because what we got in hawkman last week right that this that's not carter it's a version of him, and this isn't Jaime. The the scarab actually got corrupted. So I am curious about Deathbringer. About is it just her? Because what she brings up, though, I'm kind of like, yo, Donna's got a point. Yeah, when Donna shows up, she's like, this is for Dick and Wally and Roy. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah, like three of the Titans are dead or in a weird yeah, place right like, now. Yeah, like she has every right to to give into that darkness here, you know. And I so I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, you know, uh, just Gordon with that mask, though. I'll not never take that serious. <laughs> um, um, so Supergirl shows up. They kind of regroup a little bit underneath uh, after the fight because the fight early on is with Gordon, Scarab, uh, yeah. Donna, it, and uh, Hawkman. Um, yep, yeah, that's you know Sky Tyrant, Deathbringer, the Scarab, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, Commissioner. I guess we'll call him. So. Basically, Supergirl shows up to help at one point and catches Batman yep. in the nick of time when he's uh he's not in a good good bit of yeah he's 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 on his way down yeah. uh, so Supergirl grabs him and she actually helps Superman because the the batarang that's been designed to to cut Superman and infect yeah. him is going for him and she doesn't know that but she like dives in and nope. grabs it and she's like no and it's actually one of my favorite panels in the book is where they're sort of standing as a trio. And it's like, okay, let's do this. But then the very next page, it's like, oh, wait, I don't feel so good. And you can see that the, the, yep. the batarang's cut her hand. And that's when she becomes... Uh... And she projectile vomits. <laughs> green. I was like, yeah. yep, I know this feeling. Yeah, and then Shazam shows up. And the Secret Six has finally formed, the evil Secret Six. So. so the amount that I hate King Shazam as a character, which, again, <laughs> I know I'm supposed to, is... is inverted how much i love the look of black metal supergirl like her character might suck we don't know i haven't gotten <laughs> a lot of her that design though with the haircut 
the 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 makeup, the the metal esque costume. I'm here for that. Yeah, the costume uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, like, um, and, and the fact too here that we find out that the failsafe failsafe that Superman's put into this fortress because this is the the Bermuda Triangle Fortress, right? Yes. Yeah, is that they're gonna pull the plug basically and drop it into the ocean so people can't get to it and like Luther, let's say, couldn't if anything were to happen, can't go and scavenge it. Superman's like, yeah, because it's meant for solitude. So I I like that coming into play here that he does have a failsafe because how many how many comics have we read where something happens to the fortress and bad guys get their hands on Kryptonian stuff, you know? Not too many recently, um, to be fair. So I've kind of been getting yeah. away from that. Yeah, well, there's yeah, not, Hamden Supergirl there's this week, though. There's a precedent, though. Oh, yeah. What's that, that. Hamden Supergirl this week, though. <laughs> the the yeah, TV yeah. show. Um, to be fair, that wasn't even them, like, tricking the way in. That was that was her going, hey, yeah, sure, I'll take you. Yeah. Yeah, but so, I, again, a villain got some stuff out of the fortress. Like, yeah. We're on yeah. the same wavelength here. We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I like that, and I like I like you know Supergirl telling Batman, "Don't worry, I won't tell people." You know, I, sorry for saying that, but you know, I, I understand why people want to hit you. Uh, we'll always, you know, make you pop. Yes, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, I I really didn't like this issue that much. No, yeah, uh, that's uh, fine. Yeah, I liked this well enough. It was mostly fighting, I, but I liked all the beats. The art's really good. Yeah, oh, the art's great. Don't be wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's fantastic. It, I, I definitely feel like they're set up. This is all setting up the Tynan stuff. I do feel like Tynan and Williamson are working together. Yeah, probably. Here. Um, you know, just... and, and so you just feel like that's it's running its paces, and we'll get, you know, this is a middle issue. This is issue four. Yeah, um, I found a lot of the dialogue just a bit of a chore, and the whole other satellite. I just. Yeah. Uh, I'll oh say, yeah, we forgot I, about that. I, I, I kind of did love when he called it the cosmic bat signal. I was like, yes, cosmic bat signal. Well, and so that, that's the thing too that we need to touch on that this opened right with with the Batman who laughs killing the Justice League on the Watchtower satellite, right? Oh, yeah, but you back in issue one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was set up there, and actually, I, I'd I forgotten know, about it. I don't know if that was this book actually. That, that may have been like was a one it? shot or something. Yeah, I don't know if that was this book. Okay, but yeah, I do remember that, and I was like, okay, so maybe, maybe it wasn't there, but I'll have to go back and check. Uh, anyways, I had forgotten about that until now, and so for that, that's what the Batman who last is gonna do is he's gonna bring it here and change everybody. Yeah, I was like, well, wait, if why would you need the Secret Six exactly? Because you needed to infiltrate. I just don't quite Fortress? get the plan as to how yeah. the satellite... Yeah, okay, so the, the batarangs can infect people with the physical right. contact, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's, the, it's right. physically injecting something into their bloodstream. Right. But having a satellite can infect right. everyone? What? I mean, yeah, the science isn't exactly great, but um, no. as, far, as far as needing the Secret Six, clearly he needs them, and at least until he can get the satellite here, because apparently getting the satellite... Because they, they're, they're using the cosmic uh, thingamajig, the, right. the, the tower... Uh, to the big tuning fork, the cosmic tuning fork, is what I was trying to say. Um, They're using that to open the portal to the Dark Multiverse so they can get the satellite there. Um, So, but the end game... No, I'm just saying. But the end end game is to turn everyone on the planet using the satellite. Right. But like what Connor was saying, like with the batterings and stuff, that's what I mean about the Secret Six. Like, wait, so the technology exists, 
yet Batman Who Laughs still did batterings. Got it. And also, even with the batterings, would would the infection not be a kind of exponential thing? So every, you know, if every time you you infect someone, they infect someone else, give you know, right. and, and give them materials to keep infected. You know, it, you know, like a virus, it would spread mm. and exponentially right. infect all of them quite quickly. Right. You would assume you have to kind of mass, you'd have to mass produce the batterings, though. You'd have to make millions well, of well, them. Well, what I'm saying it's like a zombie virus, right? You only need one patient zero. Yeah, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't spread like a zombie, but it's like they don't bite each other and it, it turns them. No, but what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be physical batarangs. Like we, we saw in the Shazam, in the, the Shazam one shot, him probably infecting yeah, its sister. Right. So it's like, okay, so he can do that and spread and get more of them. And then they'll probably infect the rest of the Shazam family. And then they can go all go and infect people. Right. So I'm like, so I don't know. It feels weird that we have to have a big satellite. To, to do it, yeah. and we can just spread like an infection. I don't know what you want. But, but I, I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily concerned about this plot point. It was just how, the... how dare you use logic, Connor? It was just. Do you, know, do you know? No. Do you know why this bothers me so much? Because we just had deceased that did exactly that and kind of did it well. That that did a virus that that was so then spreading is... from person to person as yeah, well. Yeah, but this isn't going to be about I'm the actual spread. Figure... This is going to be about the, the actual spread so... of the whole thing, though. We're not going to get to that point. We're going to stop it. I know, I know. Here's my question, though. How exactly is this different from Doom? So is this basically nihilism versus... Uh, I'm not good with philosophy. So basically, is what Batman Who Laughs is, is nihilism. Nothing matters. We're all shit anyways. Sure. You know, just give into it. And But Doom is this, you know... Negative... Doom's a lot more self-serving, but from what I can gather, it's... So, so what, is that like what you want objectivism you versus nihilism? Because I can get down on that, if that's yeah. what Tynan's going to do. I think so, because nihilism's a lot more downbeat in the sense of, like I say, it's just uh, everything's shit, just accept it all right. shit, and we'll all just be shit together. Whereas right. from what I can tell with what we've been talking about with the Doom stuff is more, right. yeah, be be a terrible person, make yourself happy. Right. Like, do what do what it takes to make you happy. Because yeah, that's where we're going. Selfish. Yeah, whatever card takes us there, that's fine, if that's where we're going. I can ignore a lot of it. Um yeah. Yeah. Oh, huh. Oh, I thought this was easier about than just like this week. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, it's fine. I put them about it, the same. It, it flowed I mean, better it's... for me. Art was better. Um, I liked the fighting. And yeah. um, it, it did end kind of abruptly. You know, it was kind of like, okay, the secret sits are together mm-hmm. now. Uh, okay, next time, you know. Yep. Big satellite secret troubles. Secret no longer. They're, you know, you got Kamish, Sky Tyrant. Uh... Deathbringer. Still don't know her deal. Um, actually, all these names kind of, except King Shazam, whatever Supergirls is going to be, do sound like metal band names. <laughs> Sky Tyrant, Deathbringer, Scarab. Like, I can I can see it all. Yep. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm going to give it a 7.5. Cut up. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Sorry, I'm going to give it a 4. 4? Uh, that is hyperbole of the highest order. Um, it's really not. If I really wanted to, that would have been like giving it like a two. A four is it's below average. Eight. I'm giving it a straight out of ten. I feel go. like you would like a second ago you were going to give it a seven, and I said no, four. I wasn't. You screw you. No, I was thinking it for a while. Do you know Connor does this all the time where he likes to pretend he thinks he knows what I was going to say about something and then doesn't believe me that I didn't change my like I don't know it's weird. I'm just messing about there. You know you know how you solve that? Just wing it like I do, and then you get yourself into trouble. But it's trouble of your own design. 
what's what's to live by i guess uh yeah, yeah. uh moving that's, on that's kind of doom <laughs> aquaman 54 kelly sue deconic rating robson roca and jesus marino on the art uh, we have uh, the the Aqua Mecha Mech 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 Manta rather <laughs> Mecha Manta that's what we call it. Yep. Mecha Manta uh, attacking the town, and we got Jackson trying to like escort people to safety. Right. Uh, Aquaman is getting his trident back. He's trying to help. Uh, uh, Manta's trying to like, lure him inland so he'll be weaker and not have the the same allies and you know strengths right. of the water and whatnot. Mira's not taking this standing down. Uh, a lot of the issue is... Volko's like, watch the child. She's like, I'm pregnant, not infirm. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I love that line. Um, and then we have a lot of flashbacks. Uh, Manta gets some flashbacks with his dad, sort of seeing how his relationship was with his father um, and why he's such a hard ass and all that stuff. It, so I read this, and if someone has a difficult relationship with their father, mm-hmm. I didn't find... Like, Manta's dad reminded me of my stepdad. Like... You know, there's love there, but he's got to teach you the lesson still. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole thing about the money. And he's like, no, these aren't people's wishes, idiot. That's money. And if they leave it there, you take it. Um, so, like, I, I looked at that and just go, well, he it wasn't, you know, he wasn't miscared for. Like, yeah, maybe the dad didn't have the gentlest of touches. But I wouldn't wouldn't call his dad a bad dad based off of these. Well, to be fair, the whole thing with Manta is that he does care about his dad because he cares that his dad was killed by Aquaman, so... No, I, I know, but I also feel like the dad... I feel like here they're showing, like, hey, was it, wasn't his dad a jerk? And I'm look, reading it going, like, well... No, I get what Matt's saying. It, it, I think, yeah. what, what, you know, the, you know, say, oh, you know, he did care about his dad. I don't know necessarily. Yeah. I think it's more just that it it was still his dad and, you know, you know yeah. Aquaman doesn't get to take that away from him, sort of thing, even if right. his dad was a dick. Which right. doesn't seem to be that much of. And but, I'm going but, here. Yeah. It's like, well, no. The reason Black Manta's the reason he is is because of his dad, and and I get all of that. But seeing some of these here, I was like, no, these are kind of good life lessons, right? A little bit, like and the, the talk, not stuff that I would teach my kid. Yeah, the the, the talk kind of harshly. And Black Manta yeah. himself is a dick, so it's showing that his yeah. dickishness comes from his dad. Like, um, right. I feel like I feel like you're overthinking this almost in a weird way <laughs> eh, whatever it, it might be it's almost like you're um, looking for a reason that's kind of there on the surface but you're going around in a weird like path to get to it <laughs> I, sure i just i like those scenes with manta and his dad and i just i feel like the way that connor, just, hate, the whole connor hated him i can see it in his face he's getting ready to yeah. tear these flashbacks apart because he's a negative piece of shit yeah. go on wasn't a fan of <laughs> um, most of this issue unfortunately which this is this is the first issue of this run i think i've really like disliked which is a real shame there's been yeah oh, things in, in right, various come on okay you have to at least agree though that the guy turning into the the kraken-esque monster at the end to take on the mech was amazing yes no, i was about i was about to get there i was about to clarify the ending goddamn fantastic so most of the rest of the issue yeah mirror stuff yeah that's that's nice um you know like her lines that's that's cool Look, I, Most I, will, of it I wasn't a fan of. I will agree; it's one of the weaker issues of this run. Uh, yeah, I still had a lot of fun reading it. Yeah, though. I still, I still like it was a solid time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not... trying his damnedest, you know, despite the fact he's got sea gods on his side. Let's let's charge them up, would we, Arthur? Come on. Well, I think I just, one of the, uh, the the plot beats we have to point out here is that uh, Black Manta does sell Jackson that Aquaman killed his father or Jackson's grandfather. 
so that's right. maybe this will put a seed of doubt in Jackson if he is like you know following the right person. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll try give him some doubts for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, but you want know, the the plunder of the King of Atlantis as a role model. I'll take the King of Atlantis, whether if he caused my grandfather's death or not. The <laughs> grandfather I never met, mind you, and I didn't really know my my dad either. So I don't know. I think Black Manta's overplaying his hand here. Um, yes, yeah, right. Did we? Do you remember in the movie, Pete? If if the ship was named Black Manta, is that something new? The, the Black Manta's dad's ship, and that's where he takes the name from. Oh, I don't remember. Because I, I feel that's that a John's it. thing. Yeah. And it would have popped up in the movie because it felt familiar, but I don't. I don't remember. I don't recall that being in the movie. It was okay. more just a hey, this is what we do, right? You know, this is what right. I did. This is what Dad did. Right. Uh, uh, it was like a, a legacy okay. name for him. Gotcha. But no, I, I liked I liked that showing up here. It's clear on the side of the boat. It is, yeah. You know, they're teaching the lesson about football uh, and whatnot. So, but no, I, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, like you guys said, it is weak compared to what we've had out of Kelly Sue, but I still had a lot of fun reading it. Just Manta being diabolical with the town, you know, launching stuff. You and, know, I mean... For having to tie in to kind of what's going on with the the, the doom stuff, because it's you know mm-hmm. Manta's got his big mech suit and whatnot, um, I think it does a decent job of it. I like the kind of the chaos of the town. What was interesting is that we had the annual last month that was set after this, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. but like I I wasn't I wasn't I generally enjoyed it, and I really liked the ending more than anything. And mm-hmm. I, I thought the flashbacks were fine, uh, if you know not the most you know exciting thing in the world, um, yeah. so. You know, uh, and the art is is not bad. Uh, obviously, we'll get... I don't think it's quite as good as it has been in in this book. Uh, um, it was it was it was all right. You know, well, there's nothing that was glaringly wrong. Yeah, with it. I, I thought just that... it was as strong as it has been. I thought the action was was particularly good. Uh, Any time the Mecha Manta was firing his big blast or yeah. fighting the Kraken at the end, like all that stuff looked really good. Um, so, you know, um, no, I wouldn't be too harsh on this. I, I feel like. Uh, Connor's about to give it like a four, and we we will sit yeah. here and be like, "What?" and that's fine. But well, we, it's on us, Pete. We gotta stop being surprised. He's the ginger great. I'm sorry if I have higher standards. That's cool. That's gonna lead you, you know, to a lot of disappointments. Just be like me and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's really what I want to do. Be like Pete. I, I I feel like I do have high standards. I feel I, it's like people always think I'm too. You harsh. have high standards for different things. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, Connor, Connor next to me. Like, if I've got high standards, then Connor's just a complete prick. <laughs> so, <laughs> my week of. I thought you were going to come up with something more eloquent uh, than that. No, well, that was no, the joke. That was the eight. joke. I was. I was have to explain I'm, it. I'm giving this an eight. That's an eight. There you go, Connor. Five. I'll give it a. I'll give it a, a seven point five. I'll, I'll go. We step lower. I, I can't quite call it great. I think I think it was solid. Really like the ending. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes next. Uh, so I, I swear there's books I like this week. Yeah, well, uh, next one you didn't read. So uh, Supergirl 36 is next. Uh, this is uh, Mark and Draco still with Eduardo Eduardo Pansica on the artist. Maybe, maybe yeah. second last issue from him, or maybe the last one. I think so. How's this coming soon? Yeah. Um, so this issue suffers unfortunately. 
because it is tying in to what just happened in Batman Superman this week and yep. it repeats some of the story beats and gives them, gives them to us again which always is a really weird thing to do when you're reading both books a, yeah especially when I feel like Williamson handled it a little bit better probably because he designed it all right yeah like because like, uh, and I'm not going to blame Draco too much because I've been loving his Supergirl run. Mm-hmm. I think it's been really solid, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm excited for Hauser, but I'm actually kind of sad to see him go because I've really enjoyed his run. Yeah, um, I think this this issue though just suffers, and it amounts to two things. She, she's in a kind of like a catatonic state from uh, Bruniac one, um, right? Who like has her thinking she's like fighting back and getting out, but she's really just standing there taking it. But then she hears the alarm from the fortress from. Batman Superman flies off. We get some of the same scenes again of her being infected. Uh, and then we get a sort of new scene with her and the rest of the Secret Six talking about stuff. But the book ends with her going back to Brainiac 1 and basically just demolishing him with her heat vision. And I actually love yeah. that page. The page of her firing her heat vision to destroy Brainiac 1 is actually a beautiful full page spread. And the heat vision has a more kind of like fiery look to it. It's almost like unstable looking compared to normal heat vision. Yeah. Uh, which is a nice touch. So really like that, and I thought the the art from Pansika was pretty solid. Uh, not not as good as Marquez. I think that's the, that's the downside here is we yeah. have some of the same moments in Batman Superman from a better artist, and that kind of makes it look a bit worse. But uh, yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, my biggest problem with this book though is because it spends half of it recapping stuff in Batman Superman. I got to the final page where it said next time, and I went, oh, "Wait, it's over." That's yeah. it. <laughs> I felt like I got yeah, it was half a, a story. Read and and. It almost feels like, you know, the the stuff that was set up with with the you know the offer stuff with Brainiac, that's all just been thrown out the window because now she's infected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels kind of like the last couple of issues that led to this were a little bit like, uh, it feels yeah, it feels like not whatever Andreco had planned just gets thrown out. Yep. Uh, and yep, that this is him leaving now. Yep. Which is so, a shame. It, it was fine. Because I, I would have been happy with this book just, like, not doing anything to do with... but You know, just yeah. just have it set before Batman Superman's arc and then yeah. just ignore it and not have evil Supergirl yeah. here. But uh, Jody Hauser's doing a whole arc with this version of Supergirl, so that may be fun. Infected, yeah. We'll see how it is, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, this is easily one of the weakest issues of this run just because it's a tie-in issue, and it's forcibly a tie-in issue that feels, well, forced, so... Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so I hate to be a downer on something. Unlike Connor, I feel bad for being a downer, whereas Connor seems to yeah, relish in it. Yeah, me too. So, me too. Uh, you know, so we'll see how issue thirty-seven goes. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but issue thirty-six definitely had that tie-in stink uh, that felt a little bit redundant. So, especially since it yeah. just kind of wrapped up what she was doing before and a couple of quick things. Even though the page looked great, it it was just like a quick. Yeah, just, oh, we have to wrap up that quickly, so we would have to explain why this is still a thing later. Uh, and that was it. So, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm gonna give it a seven. I have to go with a six. There you go. It's felt a bit too redundant for me. There you go. That's super good. Yeah, it gets extra points because the death metal Supergirl. I can't. <laughs> the outfit I looks can't. good. The outfit does look good. Yeah, I, I love it. I can't deny it. All right, that'll take us out to Jimmy Olsen issue five. Matt Fraction writing with Steve Lieber on the art. Yeah. Take it away, you two. So, Why'd you want to stop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we could start in order. Um, we could do that. We could do that yeah, with with Bruce Wayne. Yeah, who's at a at a at a. <laughs> I'm just gonna read this real quick, 
an Asian fusion text mess mix fusion fusion gastro slum food, but F U with the umlauts D um, with this, uh, I guess, Instagram uh, alpha influencer. Yeah. Um, all just very annoying, but annoying to a point. Like this was faction being like, how, how can I upset as many people as possible? Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he tells her, yeah. So she's just basically tells him, I'm here just to get my points up on the internet. You know, dinner with Bruce Wayne. Pretending we're interested with each other. Right. And he tells her, I'm Batman at night. And And she says, really? "Really? No, that's another one of my hilarious jokes. And then calls over the waiter. Um, (laughs) Which gives us to to my favorite part where you get the, there's a, a, a war between Toy Man and Ventriloquist between Metropolis and Gotham. So the, the toy man has to call Yeah, the, the Toyetic. <laughs> and um Batman calls in Superman to where he brings in Jimmy. He's like, why is he here? And um I I kind of love Fractions Batman here. Yep. And because the so the the text is is a little bit scratchy there, so I'm fully reading this in the Bale voice. Yeah, right? and got, it, it always rains. It always rains, but never washes away the suffering of the innocents. Silences yep. the screams of those who who Gotham destroyed. <laughs> and then he brings it. He gets mad that he's a a, a civilian. He tells him this is war. And Batman's like Superman's it's a, like it's a toy war. Toy war. And in war, you're either the soldier or the enemy. You, my enemy, and he smacks Jimmy's camera out of his hand, and they just stand there in the rain. And <laughs> my favorite, I, which this is so on brand, he goes, Jimmy's like, what an app. I know, I'm sorry. He's pretty messed up, I guess. So then this leads to an entire throughout the issue where Jimmy and Batman are at war with one another. Have a prank war. Yep. And we get to a part where the, it really hit deep to what it's like to live in Gotham City because Timmy Olsen is is interviewing this guy. He's the guy in Gotham that builds the gigantic things that end up in the Batcave or when they need a, you know, one of the supervillains needs something that looks mundane but is gigantic. They go to this guy and Calendar Man wanted him to do a gigantic calendar but not just any calendar, one of the ones that you put on your desk and you rip away each page for the year. Um, and when the guy wouldn't, he, Keller man, killed the guy's entire family and then burned down his house. Uh, yeah. All of which is, is very serious. Yet Timmy Olsen, or Timmy, yeah, Timmy Olsen is not, um, doesn't take it that way. Because as the guy is breaking down, he goes, dang, you got calendar mangled. And I shouldn't have laughed, but I couldn't help it. Oh, it's hilarious. Yep. And then so they put... (laughs) They decide to prank Batman by how many Jokers he could put into a frozen yogurt place. See how long it takes to show. Yeah. Called Hey Ho Fro Yo. (laughs) Um, Which Batman then shows up and knocks out Jimmy and leaves him a note where he... (laughs) wonders why would Bruce Wayne leave him a note? Because it just says tonight B, and he's like, yeah. "Why does Bruce Wayne want to meet me?" And, yeah. and the guy's like, that, "That's the beast for Batman." He's like, "But it could mean yeah. Bruce, you know." I mean, they're the same. He goes, yeah. "Look, look at the stationery. 
It's Batman because it's got a, a Batman like a, a bat symbol yeah. border around it all. Yep. So then we, we go back to the restaurant and or they're in some super nice place because there's a nice bathroom and Bruce is in there using the toilet, which I thought is hilarious. It took me a second to realize that's what he was doing. Um, he sat there reading, out, the, reading the paper. Yeah, but he finds out that, that Alfred pays random people to laugh at Bruce Wayne's jokes. Um, like, laugh so hard they cry. So Batman, because <laughs> how'd you figure this out? He gets back to uh, Alfred. He's like, how, how much have you paid all these people to laugh yeah. at my jokes all these years? And it's $85,400. Because of how, amazing Detective yeah, Alfred. Amazing. Amazing. Ask anyone. I'm I'm hearing this as the uh, the Lego Batman. Okay. And that's basically where this is going now. Is This is essentially Lego Batman as well. Yeah. Um, Brucey hungry. Brucey very hungry. <laughs> And then he puts on, for whatever reason, the the arrow through the head. You know, uh, the headband. I like thing. it. Yeah, um, uh, Steve Martin style. Yeah, and he just sits there with that and goes, "I'm hilarious." Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we get to a funeral for for Jimmy Olsen, and this is this is Element, right? Yeah, yeah, a metamorpho, yeah. and he's crying, and he basically. <laughs> Says that he pawned Jimmy's TV. He's like, you got a real nice TV, pal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a bomb goes off, and uh, Superman, you know, Clark's at the at the funeral, catches the signal watch, and this is where we find out all about the decoy corpse that he had, you know, put in there, and uh, the the doctor that we thought was long gone. Um, Ended up basically having a, a call home button in yeah. the signal watch. I think one of my favorite um, bits here is when he starts getting up out of the grave, and they're like, "It's a zombie, Jim. Uh, it's a it's a Jimmy Olsen zombie." Zombie Jimmy. And yep. so he goes, "Yo, run everyone! It feeds on brains and bow ties." Yep. And and so he thinks that now he's killed Jimmy, but this was all just a you know that decoy. Um, and of course, he remembers now before ill fated jaunt to ultra space. Jimmy commissioned precisely the creation of such a thing. Like this is so, you know, over the top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so that, and then he also gets to, to Lois who's at the funeral and goes, Oh, I, I knew all this. And then it conspicuously cuts to Jimmy's brother, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, they announced Jimmy Olsen's still alive. And this is where it cuts to the really interesting part for me that throughout the time, you know, the the Luthius family leaves, strikes oil in Texas, comes back to, to Metropolis, where we get a Romeo and Juliet-like... Uh, oh, it is straight up just Romeo and Juliet, yeah. Yeah, of of the the son of Barnaby Willingmont Fountain Blue Olsen, and Aloysius Luthius Luther. Oh, right, make, make. Oh. Come yeah. in there. This was a, a very interesting little bit because you know they're, yep. they're having a dance there, they're, they're yep. uh, at some some ball. Yep. And and they fall into love, and, or they fall in love, and the families pull each other away from them. Yet it only makes their love grow, and into the to the point where um, one of the Luthers basically kneecaps the the Olsen, and they are never together. 
Yeah. And he goes off. And, by the way, uh, the, the kids' about, names. Uh, Jimberly Jimmington Olsen. Yep. Jimberly Jimmington Olsen and Hannah Alexandria Luther. And because, um, Of course. These right. families love it, don't they? <laughs> right. And so Jimberly marries Lucy Lawrence Gat- Gatter, who have uh, they agreed upon family of four boys, four girls, and advance his family's fortune considerably before dying in the tragic Buffalo catastrophe, which... Of course, because he's an Olsen, there's a Buffalo catastrophe. Of course. And and then Hannah marries, and, and they both look, you know, these are family portraits, you know, old style. And they look miserable. Right. Hannah marries into the Hambljam family of the concrete and construction, forming a business alliance between the Luthers that transform Metropolis. They had three children, all girls, right? And Luther's going over this family history stuff. But there's a fourth... Very Olsen-looking child. And by that, he means Ginger. Right. Not just that. This looks like a young Jimmy Olsen. Freckles, yeah. you know, poofy yeah. hair. I, I, I think it's very clear this is telling us Lex... Has Olsen blood. He, he might be more Olsen than... than, than yep. Luther. I mean, that, and, that would explain all the Ginger. It would, right? The red? Yeah. Right? And so this, this has now intertwined the Olsens and the Luthers even more than we would ever guess. So congrats on that fraction for adding another layer to the metropolis. You know, like there's the whole thing of, it's not just as Jimmy Olsen, it's, you know, Luther going and living in Smallville, befriending Clark Kent, you know, yep. all the people that are basically ending up his enemies. Now he's related to Olsen, right? Like this is where this is going. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is canon. Yeah. This is in, in continuity, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 I believe oh. so. Um, but so basically, we meet uh, Jimmy's this is his older sister, who yes, Janie. This is very much Royal Tannenbaums. I'm feeling like mm. the the Olsen family is that this is you know the the sister now that doesn't want to be part of this rich weird family. She wants to go do her own thing. Yeah. So she cause... becomes this bohemian playwright. Yeah, because um, you, you've got, um, she she's doing the the goth sister stuff at the minute, right? right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think there's there's two because there's Janie Olson, and then is 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 she the same one as as yeah. Janifer? Janie is Janifer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Janifer's so she, her full she's, name. She's gone goth now. Which is Janifer Lacroix Olson, which is Lacroix was one of the names of the Luther daughters from that picture. Yep. So this is fraction tying that in even more. So basically, Jimmy goes up to to talk to her. She's like, "Well, no, my brother's dead." Because he's in a disguise. He's he's holding right. up a sign, you know, like I said, like oh, Batman three sixteen. Yeah. yeah, and but he's wearing like a big uh, Afro wig, rainbow right. wig with a you know a matching Fake rainbow beard, beard and, and mustache. Fake glasses. Yeah. They talk about how they have similar freckles, and then. Uh, oh, I wish someone alone. Lex had freckles removed. Right. Well, we'll find out, and so. He's the he's thinking that Lex Luthor wants him dead. Why are you whispering? Because of rules. There's, there's all <laughs> kinds of rules when you break them. Bad ask, things happen. Yep. Don't even ask about the windows. And he goes to his apartment, and <laughs> there's a Batman-shaped present. Janie goes and opens it, where she is <clears throat> covered in red goo. Yeah. Uh, and it's Dexter. Batman left some a present of Dexter. Game on. And then it ends. So basically, 
this this drove the Luther Olsen rivalry, right? Yeah. It might be a little bit more related than we've thought. And it's clearly the brother, I feel, that's trying to have Jimmy killed. Oh, oh, certainly. Um it's, but I love this prank war with Batman. Yep. Batman thinking he's hilarious, uh, but yep. Alfred and uh, is having to pay people. Yep. And but Jimmy actually thinks he is because yeah. he's like, Oh, this prank, you know, it's Dexter doing his, right. his his blood vomit onto them all. Right. And he's like, oh my god, Batman's hilarious. Game right. on. All right, I'm going to get you guys to wrap this up because we've got a bit of a time yep. limit today. And Matt assured yep. me before this part started that he could do this in under 10 minutes. It has yep. been 13. So oh, <laughs> get okay. to your ratings. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Art, we killed it with a lot of the, the stuff here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this, this is this is an 8.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the 9 um, because I just had a blast. It's fantastic. Yep. All right, that'll take us on to Metal Men issue two, Dan Didio and Shane Davis writing. I didn't know it was on art. I think I wrote down Dan Didio and Shane Davis and thought that was yep. it because I, th- I assumed yep. I'd written two names. That was enough. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, so Metal I, Man. I think uh, Shane Davis is on art because they're credited as storytellers and ah. then Didio dialogue. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not an idiot. Fine, I just second guess myself. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's Michelle Delecky on inks. So yeah. Cool. All right, so. Yeah. Um, they, went, they go to the pit. Magnus yep. was called into the pit. Metal men are with him. His new metal men, because we know he's been redoing them yep. uh, over yep. and over. And they're here to check out the sentient liquid nth metal. metal. Yes. Yep. And uh, there's some backstory with uh, Magnus and the and the sort of the ex girlfriend here, and uh, some yep. you know drama there. Uh, the metal men pulling off some Harry Potter jokes, uh, <sighs> I think. Yep. Yep. Which I'm sure yeah, please yeah. you too. I, I, I was getting ridiculous. Yeah, I was I was laughing at just the ridiculous yeah. one, and then we got a full on you know expecto patronum. I was like, okay, they're just going all out with it. Mm-hmm. So basically, the activity starts up, and lead and iron, iron. Thank you. Uh, so yeah. lead forms a dome. Iron becomes these big sort of holding plunger things at the top, right. uh, and they like, try to contain it. And then mercury and tin form like walls uh, to make a boundary. Uh, complete with barbed wire uh, <laughs> for good fun. Uh, so I think I like this issue again. Uh, I like the first one a lot. I think this one's nice and simple because it is just the containment or the attempted containment. Uh, and the death of gold. The death of gold. The rest of them get beat up pretty badly. Oh. But luckily, uh, Magnus has got some uh, Thanagarian uh, tech here to control the nth metal. Right. And they're able to sort of do it. I also love Gold, uh, before he dies, doing screw you and turning into a big giant screw. And, yep. and uh, going right through him. Yeah, that, this that is a, Metal Men's a concept that I feel like would make a great cartoon, but you could probably never do it in live action. No. Not yet. It's just too goofy. Like, seeing these big walls with faces, like, sticking out of them and, yep. you know, screws and whatever else. Uh, and this Nth Metal Man is, uh, like, mimicking magnus you know taking his appearance kind of thinking mm-hmm. like him mm-hmm. um he actually points out when he kills gold he says oh there's a, a resemblance of life but no real life and then takes out his right. like uh his like you know heart or whatever yeah the response response meter thank you that's what they called it mm-hmm. uh, and, and crushes it and that's what sort of kills him uh and then there's a weird one page thing somewhere dark in a secure undisclosed location of yeah. like uh a green bubbly suit. Uh, I don't know you, what to make of this. You don't know who this is? I recognize him. I, wasn't he in um, Superwoman? It's Chemo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chemo. Yeah. Q-Q, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know if I've ever read a, read a story with Kimo on it. So he, yeah, he's the sentient. Uh, if you read Infinite Crisis, you did because. Oh, okay, I've just forgotten then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they dropped Kimo on Bloodhaven, and and it it created a catastrophe, and that's what led Dick to to fight the secret society. Cle- and up, clearly, you know. this means I have to reread Infinite Crisis. Yeah, but... it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, yep. been, yeah, so it's anyways, been like ten years. <laughs> yeah, Kimo's one of the Silver Age. He's he's a sentient toxic waste dump. Yes. In, in man form he has like this you know kind of amoeba like containment thing here yeah, um, so, he, so he's bubbling up he's he's getting ready to yeah. immobilize it makes sense to use him against metal men in the sense that they're you, it's you, corrosive yeah I, and even just the sense of no they are like uh, an element made form right and this is kind of similar in that it, it doesn't actually quite take its own form it's 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 a liquid it can't completely solidify but it puts it in a in a, in a suit um but it is kind of still that kind of uh, leftover element waste mm. that, that kind of works. Yeah, yeah. Nth Metal Man seems to react in his cage whenever Magnus is emotional or reacting to right. something because he's kissing. Uh, which, yeah, which which makes sense because it's uh, Nth Metal is a psychic metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then it yeah. starts mirroring him again. But she thinks mm-hmm. he, it's not actually responding to him uh, in a way that he thinks. He th- she thinks it's actually playing with him, like it's mocking him almost. Which, given that this is only issue two of uh, the mini, I'm suspecting that she's probably right, and that is. I I think especially once he pulls out the pipe. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah. now it's just being obnoxious. I'm like, yeah, he's he's, he's doing this intentionally. Yeah, and then the big thing that happens back at the pit though, is a giant like uh, kaiju-sized manta <laughs> of some kind comes yeah. flying out the pit with laser beams out of his eyes. I love this. This going full monster movie is kind like you know. Is what I like about it. It's what I liked about the first issue. I mean, I like the stuff with the Metal Men and Magnus kind of like talking about what makes life life and all that, but it's the monster movie stuff that I'm really digging in this book. Just the goofy the goofy shenanigans yeah. is, is great, yeah. Uh, so so this Mantis flying out, and I, I love the actual page where it does because uh, I love the uh, the chubby guy at the bottom streaming. I thought I think he looks great yeah. as a reaction shot. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a 50s sci-fi movie page. Um, yeah, that that could be a, a an old film poster. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. So he flies out of the, the mountain and he seems to be coming towards Magnus's uh lab. Uh, we just see yep. the shadow on the, the mountain. I love the the next timeline. Metal yeah. and monsters and Magnus. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a blast with us. I actually was I was looking forward to issue two, but I was worried that it would maybe be one of those things where I liked issue one, but it might sort of lose its luster in issue two. It's, it's got enough charm. Yes, going. it's got charm it's fun big goofy action and, uh, and you know there's going to be heart in the background with them you know discovering actual humanity yes i would expect so so uh very good and i'm uh, in chemo i'm curious to see how how he plays into it now yeah, i'm trying to th- i feel like he's he's always fighting the metal man so that might be why he's here um that makes sense I can't, can't find yeah. it yeah. As, as soon as you said the name it, it clicked yeah. in place because he's, he's in I didn't play a lot of it but there was a mobile game a while ago from DC and he was one of the characters he's like one of the shitty characters that no one really wanted yeah. but he got him for free basically yeah. Uh, yeah but yes I do not remember him in Infinite Crisis but it's, it's been a while apparently yeah well it was before Infinite Crisis it, so it was it before leads. okay yeah, I'm, well, it's not me. I read because I, I read a lot of the tie-ins and all the stuff writing up. Yeah, because uh, I read. Oh, it says um, here he was in uh, Infinite Crisis Four. There's a panel of him. Yeah, there's a but panel. I believe of they him. do drop him. It's let's like say it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, uh, what are you reading, Matt? Oh, I'm gonna give this seven point five. It's fine. 
I did not enjoy it as much as you guys did. It it is good. On on a smaller week, I probably like it more, but mm. knowing that I had so many kind of felt like homework. Um uh, yeah. I mean I, I like this one more than a few of the other ones we talked about. Uh, Connor, what were you giving it? Yeah, me too. I'm giving it an eight. Uh, had a blast. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight too. Uh Melman is good fun. Uh we'll we'll take Connor on to Dial H for Hero, issue nine. Uh Sam Oh, did you not read this? Uh, I didn't read the last one, I'm behind, which is why I didn't read this one. Oh, because I, I was away on the last issue, uh, mm-hmm. I think, because I had to catch, uh, catch on that. That was a hell of an issue, not in necessarily in what it was, um, but just the core concept of you could read it in two different ways. So you could read the odd number, or the even number pages in one direction, and then the odd numbered pages going back. So you, you would read all the way through just one side of the book, and then you read back going the other way, and it would tell like you know a complete story. Um, it was like you know there the were like a, the origins of the of the two essentially of, of Thunderbolt and uh, Operator, um, but if you read them in sequential order, like you know just page one mm. and page two, um, they always had like the last line and then the first line would kind of be the same and it would have this connective thread, and even though you were reading the story backwards for one of them, it still kind of made sense and worked. It was really interesting the way they actually pulled that off. Uh, so yeah, that that was just something cool. So that's why we got that really crappy issue seven. <laughs> so so, yeah, so yeah. we're working this out. All right. Like it was it was it was inventive in a way I've not seen done before, um, and it, it kind of really worked. I, I actually read it twice because I wanted to read it both ways. Mm. Um, so that that was cool. Mm. Um, but in this one, uh, the two of them are now interns at the Daily Planet um, for free because they had nowhere else to go. They've got the the cyan dial. Uh, which transforms you into that your inner hero because we we learn that there's you know there's four dials we kind of I think pick our left far so you got the the magenta dial which is what they were kind of dealing with before which transforms the dialer into a random hero you got the cyan mm-hmm. dial which transforms the hero uh, into their inner hero uh, the yellow dial transforms dialer into two heroes and then there's the K dial which we don't know yet that one's kind of uh, a mystery so they've got the cyan dial at the minute. Um, there's a there's a bit with uh, Miguel, uh, you know, uh, getting hit on by some guy who's like, "Hey, you're that Super Miguel, right?" Um, and he's like, "No, no, not really." And uh, you know, he gets called out like, "Hey, you know, he, what did you ask him?" He's like, "No, he just wanted Super Miguel, so I'm not interested." Um, so there's the clear going somewhere with that, but uh, they're up in the in the planet. You've got you know uh, them getting the the orders wrong. He gets Lombard a chai tea, and Lombard's not happy about that, obviously. Um, <laughs> But it's it's like not the first time they've got this wrong, uh, or he's got it wrong specifically. Um, but he keeps having this urge to use the the dial. He's you know he's one of them now. He's kind of addicted to it. He's like, keep going. Oh, I just want to you know, do it. You know, this sound this is also pointless being here doing this when I'm getting paid. You know, but I could be a superhero. I could be doing something. And um, you know, they hey, you stand to sound like Thunderbolt Club. This isn't great. Uh, but Snapper Car shows up. He's uh he's decked out uh, a truck for them after the last time this, this out. It's called the the the, the Mayoverse Madness. Um, so it's you know it's it's leftover from you know some league tech that he was you know in their old base still, uh, and we don't really see what it does just yet. Um, we'll, we'll, you know it's there's a bit at the end, but right now when you introduce it, it's just like yeah, I don't really know exactly. I just kind of built it to specs with what the operator told me, and then he, he takes the phone off McGill's like and and phones the operator and he's like hey. Now leave me alone. You know I've, I've done it. Now piss off. Uh, leave them to it. 
Um, and you know, if Miguel and uh, operator has a talk because he, Miguel's been ignoring the operator for a while, because um, he's just you know uh, in that headspace, and the operator's like, "Hey, no, you you can't use it. If you use it, they'll know where you are. They'll find you." Um, but it, you know, he gets to it. He's there. He's like, "No, I'm, everyone keeps telling me not to use it." Um, but if I did, maybe maybe I wouldn't have needed Superman to save me. Maybe I can help other people. Maybe I can be Superman. So he uses it, of course. And we get a new hero. This is, you know, the, the inner hero that he actually is. And he is the early adopter. Uh, which is... Uh, so he's a hipster. I mean, you, you could read it that way. We get the we get his, his secret origin, as it is. And, uh, you know, art style shifts again. This this old kind of pulpy 40 style thing. And, um, you know, Scott was always the, the gung-ho to have the swingiest tech, the newest device, the next big thing. But while our daddy-o camped out for an upcoming release, you know, uh, created a, a, a metaphysical tunnel between his brain and his tech. Um, so, he's, you know, he's like, oh, he always needs the new tech because he's, he's always yearning for more stuff. Um, so he he, uh, he tries using some of it, get a little sequence. And it's uh, it's not great because, uh, you know, they, they ask him, hey, so what are your powers? He's like, oh, I'll, I'll guarantee, you know, I'll demonstrate. He's like, okay, this is uh, the dark web. So it shoots a net to ensure any any bad guys, <laughs> and uh, he shoots it, and a little Darn. blue bird comes out and you know tweets essentially, and uh, he's just like that one's uh, still in beta, uh, working out the kinks. So he's like, the next one is the privacy Zuckerberg. Uh, it will shoot, <laughs> yeah, show everywhere a criminal's ever been, and it just kind of pops out some confetti, and uh, Lombard's laughing at him. So he's like, oh, you're a you're a jackass. You know, face the power of the unsubscribe button, and he pulls it out and points at him, and it's just you know, a a down thumb from Facebook, and it plays a kiss from a rose. <laughs> so Lombard punches him, <laughs> as you'd expect, uh, and he's like, no, this is terrible. But anyway, uh, at this point, uh, Thunderbolt has kind of realized, you know, he's, he's felt that the the dial's been used, so he sends off his team, and um. He's like, all right, this is too big for just wanting you to use, so I'm sending four here. So four of them use the dial, and we get their take on the Ninja Turtles. And it cuts back to the early, you know, early Ninja Turtles-style comics. They are, well, they all have a different name for themselves. So there's there's Joe, the tween-age irritable librarian gecko. Um, then there's uh, Gil, the, the, so the, the tween-age irritable bit stands, and so does the geckos. But you've got librarian, gangster, pirate, and butcher. Um <laughs> So the, the, there's there's one that's you know he's a gangster he's got a big Tommy gun you've got you know the the pirate with a sword swashbuckling the the butcher with a meat cleaver um, and yeah we go through their origin and they all have their uh, their take on a uh, cowabunga mm-hmm. uh, and they because they can't decide what it is and you know they're all kind of amusing and they're fine until it gets to the last one where it broke me. Because the butcher comes out last, who does it, and his one is uh, Chip Zadarska, <laughs> and that just you know, uh, as, as a right. as a little joke there, just it was an extra layer that just just broke me. Um, but it, it's them trying to fight, um, you know, the, the early adopter who obviously thought he was Super Miguel, and uh, you know that's it. But then uh, uh, Lolo Kikyu shows back up because that is her in a hero. She actually is that one, and saves the day. You know, beats all the turtles enough that they um they get out and uh, 
the the the, the turtles are shouting about calzones instead of pizzas, or geckos. Sorry, I should say not turtles. Um, but they get into the into the Mayo Madness van and drive off, and they're in the multiverse. Um, so uh, next, four dials on infinite Earths. So I'm I'm kind of into this. This is this is great stuff. Um, it's been a blast again. You know, back on top form. Uh, having you know, all the multiple styles, you have the the black and white geckos in the in the turtle, early turtle style clashing with the other ones that are going on in the same panels. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, yeah, uh, this is like a, an eight point five. Okay. Uh, well, she'll take us on to the first of two black label books, Batman White Knight presents Von Freeze issue one. Uh, with I actually didn't know down the credits, but it's Sean Murphy writing, uh, for Klaus sure. Klaus Jansen on art and Klaus Jansen on art, um, because I actually I read the uh the letter at the back from uh Murphy saying oh, he doesn't usually write for other artists, but yep. this was you know they they sat down and this was meant to be actually that taking was... place in the first book, uh, so think yep. of it as a deleted scene, but it it, it did say it was kind of set thematically between issues like five and six of this one. Yeah. Um, so well, I thought he said of, of the first issue. Because you see, you see at the end, Batman and Harley picking up something from Freeze. Uh, it so... definitely said between two issues at the end, and he's and he's letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Uh, it said between six and seven. Six and seven. There you go. Of the of the first, right? No, it's no. just Curse of the White Knight. Oh damn! Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that's coming later. We're not we're not got there yet. Uh, so it'll be relevant at some other time. So this is the story of Von Freeze. And it's basically kind of a, otherwise, yeah, typical like you know, you know, Jew escape sort of run on mm-hmm. the run story in Nazi Germany. But it, like, it kind of just does that in the context of uh, Mister Freeze's father was this, you know, okay guy at first. Man. You know, he was he, he worked yeah. with this 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 partner, and they were making stuff for the better of mankind. Mm-hmm. And then once they had to hide the partner and his family during Nazi Germany. Uh, they had to keep getting trickier and trickier, and eventually, uh, Baron Freeze decided to join the SS, and because he thought that was best for business, basically. Yep. And it was, it was always like, because this this book doesn't not not try to justify it, but no. it it tries to make this character sympathetic in that he's not doing this because he wants to kill all the Jews. He's not joining the no. SS because of that. He's like, this will make it easier for us to continue our work and right. do good and- science. And and from stuff that I've seen, like it's easy just to go, oh, Nazis bad. But when you think about what was going on in Germany a lot of the time, you know, Hitler didn't invent anti-Semitism. That was already there. Oh, he just he just channeled it. And so that's you see that here that even before the Third Reich comes in, yeah, uh, and then and then freezes even like and then the Third Reich happened and it got even worse. But you know, my my father sheltered. You know, this is basically his uncle. It was his dad's best friend. And whatnot that he was real close with, yeah. and it just it it kind of does a really good job at, at showing that you know it, it's not the best laid intentions are the road to hell. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, because it's the yeah. story's told. Uh, Freeze is telling this to Thomas Wayne. This is the birth of Bruce, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, Martha's yep. well, not even the birth, but she's having like uh, pain, uh, and mm-hmm. they bring her over to Freeze because he's close and they're, they're friends and. Uh, it's after they've kind of dealt with Martha, they sit down and yep. they start talking about his dad and, you know, Freeze tells him the whole story, which is where we get, and this is most of the book, once we get there, is yeah. just a story of uh, this, this 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 friend that his dad screwed over in kind of the worst possible way. Um, so it's just this tragic tale uh, and how the relationship breaks down and 
eventually he you know the guy ends up getting shot you know freeze yeah freeze they're, they're fighting over the gun right and, and yeah. it's again it even even at the end here he's tr- like you know to, to the other officers like hey no no, no they're part of my experiments so i'll just take them back to my right. house it's fine yeah and he thinks he's just saving them. Like I, I do believe yeah. that this guy yeah. does think he's doing yeah. the right you thing. Yeah, you get you get the vibe that he's he's very cold for not you know it's not a pun uh-huh. that he's a he's a scientist in that way that there's there's not a lot of emotion that goes into things and and stuff. So he's just using with reasoning, but the Nazis aren't there to play. You know, yeah. they actually believe in the the BS and they're Be- like, well, no, you're because we're gonna we- call the your commander. And we're going to get this checked out first. Yeah, because this, this is after they've moved to the new lab. Because this is a big moment, actually. Because they're at their lab in the city. And the, the family's hiding like, in the basement of the lab. And then it's like, no, we're going to move to this bigger place. And they sneak everyone there. And when they get there... And, you know, the, the guy's not really happy because he's like, you're, you're wearing colors of the SS. You're doing all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. And they've killed, like, you know, so many of my people. And they get to the, the lab. And they're literally using Jewish people as... Uh, test subjects for the wacky experiments so naturally like even though they kind of give you freezes like kind of thinking he's doing the right thing you never once ever blame this guy for his reactions to anything he's seeing or doing no absolutely not no so it's it's you know it's really it's really stark um and it's basically he's like no i'm taking my family out of here i can't be here with with all this evil yeah. uh, and that's where we get this big you know standoff with the other officers who catch them out in the run in the snow mm-hmm. uh, which leads to which leads to his death and we find right. out the baby that his wife had and during you know all this hiding uh, is nora and young yep. young boy freeze is going to take care of her which interesting relationship given that he's kind of a big brother to her in a lot of ways but you yeah, know. And it, yeah well it adds a dynamic that he's always going to keep her safe so and and the freeze that we know you know of course he's going to try to to find the cure and whatnot right but that's not how this ends right yeah uh, because yeah. well as, I, but- as, before we go into any, you know where yeah. it goes in the future, uh, let's just say we we see it what probably and should be the mm-hmm. first ever freeze gun blast uh, right. because yeah. uh, Bar- Baron freeze yeah basically because they, they don't yeah. trust them the other officers and he just freezes them all and it's this great two page spread that leaves them all just yep. frozen uh, yeah. pointing their guns. It is like a last resort at this point for this mm-hmm. guy because he's he's constantly like no I outrank you just do what I say and right. he is trying to do this without killing them all. And I think my favorite part of this, how brutal it is, is how after he's frozen them all and they're still he actually alive, them. yeah, he goes up and shoots them point blank in the face and, and yeah. they're, you know, they're ice cubes, basically. <laughs> and then you see young Victor kind of in horror watch, yeah. watching. See all this? Yep. Um, he was already fearful of his dad. This one makes it ten times worse now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then he gives so, him a truck and they sort of yep. escape. Get um, the family out and they immigrate to, to France uh, uh, where... Le Resistance wants to kill the Baron. Yeah, I kind of predicted know. that the baby was going to be Nora, but they actually kind of yeah. hold it back until this bit at the end when it comes back to present... Well, not present day, but, you know, present day for yeah. the, the, the... In the context of him telling the story to Thomas right. Wayne. Uh, and she says her name, Nora. So... Yep. Um, and then the final bit at the end is... Um, it sets up this this watch, uh, or this right. locket, uh, and Freeze in present day gives that to Batman. This, is, this will be the bit that takes place between issue 6 and 7, I presume. Uh, when we get there, uh, yeah. and Harley's waiting in the Batmobile for him. So, uh, and he seems to be good friends with him. And Nora's there doing stuff. Yeah, uh, working on things. 
So yeah. he he never right he never becomes Mister Freeze. He's just Victor Freeze, you know, the, the, who created the cold gun, and you know. So I think that's a cool twist from Snyder or Snyder from Murphy. <laughs> um, the, the that's there, and that the, it adds to this whole you know his whole family history and whatnot, and the how how the U.S. you know took the Nazi technology through the military, and then you know reused it for the space program and whatnot like there's a commentary on that here and then um you know the the art's nice and moody throughout from jansen yeah they are they are so okay i I think it suffers because i'm so i'm so used to this book with murphy art that it inherently just has a different look and feels a bit weird because of it i thought it was a nice a nice interlude for it yeah oh yeah no i've been a fan of jansen on you know, other projects in the past uh yeah. so i was already kind of prepared for what this was going to look like and how it is quite different yeah. from from yeah. that it's a lot a lot cleaner a lot uh bolder and stockier now, obviously this is coming when it is because this is when uh murphy needs the break but it would have made more sense to yeah. be a couple issues later a couple of months later yeah it would have but this is you know so schedules align i get it yeah but it was pretty solid uh for for what it yeah, was i liked it um yeah. nice dark tale um you could feel the emotion in the page uh so yeah. uh what are you giving it matt oh yeah this is an 8.5 right. i really liked it uh straight eight from me yeah i'll give it a straight eight. uh really solid um i was missing murphy on the art though i will say that yeah uh which will take us on to the final book of the week this is the question the deaths of vic sage issue one uh jeff lemire writing with dennis cohen on the art um and this is, you know, out of continuity, at least as far as I can tell, but most of these Black Label books are. As far as we can tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this plays with the question, who I'm not that familiar with, right? And, and you know, and Montoya and, and yeah, Charlie throughout yeah, yeah. 52, we, we, but other than that, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm not super keen. familiar with Vic Sage either, but he he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a TV you know personality. He does all this reporting yeah. on TV. He's, uh, he's a whilst- pundit, you know. Whilst also being uh, a, a, you know, the question, the PI, yeah, because yeah. he goes to, um, he, he like, you know, he goes to like a brothel that's got underage girls in it, and he like, you know, gets this this politician dude, and then later he's on TV, and he's like, yo, we've got exclusive footage from from this bus, and it's because he he took it, this <laughs> question, right. um, yep. of this confession, and someone she's he's involved in is the sister of the mayor, and he's like, hey, this mayor's been into shady shit, he's corruption, he's with the mob. And she doesn't believe it. She defends him, and then she like catches him doing stuff later, beating up this guy for getting caught, um, and all that. And basically, this this sets him down a path because the guy had a ring, and it sets the question down a path of investigating this ring and what it means. And he goes to see Tot, who's like he's a guy who builds him stuff and makes his masks and yep, helps him with his research. Gas for the mask, gas for the mask, yeah, all that. Yep. Uh, and he basically looks. It's actually a really funny moment where he's like, "How do I even find this this thing?" And he just Google's weird symbol Hub City, <laughs> and it comes yep. up. <laughs> and it comes up because that that's weird. He's like, uh, uh, "Google's made made." I was it wasn't saying. He says search engines have made taken all the fun out of detective it, it work. He just says computers actually. or computers. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that it was very clearly Google. Like you could see that, like the yeah. G and the yeah. O. Not enough to get sued, but we could we could tell no. it was Google. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so it's really good, and he ends up finding like uh, he goes to like, the old headquarters of what turns out to be a secret society uh, that's been right. in the, the city for a long, long, long time, and it's this old abandoned like uh, headquarters he goes to, and he finds like a pit in the basement which has surrounded by skeletons, and 
I actually at first thought he was at something was coming out of the pit, but later on it kind of makes it clear yep. that he was just seeing this in his head. Yep. Mm. Yeah, visions, but, it, but not. Yeah, I guess very kind of horror esque and kind of like almost I don't want to say Lovecraftian, but it just does like weird visions yeah. happening and it's really creepy. Yep. Um, and he loses time because there's a great part as he's breaking into this place. It kind of does this right. sort of same because it's the same time as he's breaking in that the sister finds the mayor beating up the guy, which happens at the same time as a, a cop shooting a black kid. Uh, because they all kind right. of like you know from panel to panel, it's kind of shifting between the three events happening yeah. at the same time. It's a confluence of events. Yeah, and then when he gets out of the pit uh, area, he comes out and he, he thinks that it's been a, a couple of minutes because he he doesn't think he's been down there, but he finds out a couple of hours right. have passed and talks like, "Hey, three you, hours. If you're not seeing it on TV, if you're not seeing that there's rioting because of this 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 shooting yeah. with the cops, we and- need Vic Sage to to calm this down through the TV, and yeah. But while while he was down there too, he found a mask that he carries with a bullet hole in it. And yes, yes, it was a question mask with a bullet hole. You're right. Yeah, and so he's he's all confused. He keeps getting these visions. So the only place he can go is the guy that kind of trained him to bust heads, Richard Dragon, mm-hmm. um, who who's in a wheelchair. He gets there, calls him a cripple, and it's like, dang, question does not care. And I definitely can see where we're more pulled Rorschach from. Oh yeah, yes. and he was. But at the same time, I don't know if this is Lemire doing an homage to Rorschach at the same time. Right, because of it, it could be. I would that, like to think you know? that it's it's not because now yeah. we have Rorschach so ingrained that we can just do right. Rorschach, right? Yeah, I, I think this oh. is probably just Lemire playing true to, you know, Vic Sage. So, but that's what I mean. Is is he leaning into it more because of Rorschach? Because of more, you know, it's it's, it's I'd, possible. I'd have to go back and read the Vic Sage stories yeah. to tell you that. Me yeah. too. Um, but whatever it is, he's he's very about the black and white to the point. And stuff. So he tells, you know, Richard Dragon, you know, I need to, I'm having these weird visions. I need to know what's going on. And yeah. <laughs> dude doses him with some type of hallucinogen. Yeah. So he literally sends him to another world. Well, well, no, I was taking it as like, because it's called The Deaths of Vic Sage. And I was thinking throughout the book, is like, well, right. so far there's no indication. Because I, I thought it was almost going to be like an anthology where he keeps dying in different continuities or something like that. Yeah, and it gets to this end. And well, he finds the mask with the bullet hole. I'm like, oh, I get it. There's been a previous Vic Sage that's died, right? And yeah. it's part of it's the mystery. And so at the end of when he wakes up after he's been dozed with this shit, he's in like the old west or whatever it is, and he's got like, you know the yeah. scarf on with the hat. But he's the question, and he's kind of confused. So I think this whatever he's gave him is it's basically put him into this memory of a previous Vic Sage. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. whether or not he reincarnates or whether or not it's something else, I don't well, know. Right, but... That's what's interesting. If it wasn't for the title specifying this of Vic Sage, I yeah. would say it's just multiple questions because you know a, a dragon actually says you know someone else has worn this mask before you yeah not well, necessarily that there was another Vic yeah Sage. but I, I, I still honestly think it is all of them are Vic Sage. i could see the title being more of a not a not a red herring but like like it, it's, it's it's not a literal title well, it's not like literally I, I Vic Sage like has been dying what, yeah what i know about lemire is he's very very invested in human development and or or, or you know, starting off one way and then finding yourself becoming a better person. So I see this as by the end of issue four of this, Vic Sage won't necessarily need that black and white philosophy, right? So it'll be the death of his old self becoming someone new, yeah. which is so on brand for Lemire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think the title is going to be the most literal yeah. thing. I think it's going to be more no, no. metaphorical. In, so, I left this towards last because I was like, I kind of don't want to read this. This is a huge book, right? 
I, yeah. I need more of this right now. Yeah, Matt, I, that's, that's, that's not to spoil my top five, but this was the best book of the week, Matt, so you should have read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so I, I went into this going, I don't want to read this. This feels like homework. And then I started and I was like, oh, I... No, the, the I, toy, I gotta get back to work. The, the I, art, this, I started this on a break. Yeah, the art in this is so suited for yep. the, the detective tone that it's got. Mm-hmm. This gritty, scratchy, yep. seedy well, yeah, underworld. He, I don't know he, if you know this, but Dennis Cowan was one of the original artists on the Denny O'Neill book. So this oh. guy does question. Yeah, That's what we, we should say as well is uh, Bill Sienkiewicz yeah. is on the inks here. Yeah. And... I can feel that in those, scratchy, those scratch, scratchy, heavy yep. inks. Yeah, yeah this, this, which, which I was like, this feels very like Sienkiewicz, and then I was like, oh duh, because he's doing it. it, it it's it's <laughs> perfect for it's perfect for the subject matter. See, see when he sneak yep. out of the building with the pit, everything there was absolutely beautiful, and it worked yep. for the moment. And even even the gangster Art stuff and, with the the yep. mayor beating up the guy, and he's like, hey, you're going to stay here, sister, and, and decide whose side you're really on, kind of yep. thing. Like all that stuff, like it just the art was perfect for it. Yeah. Uh, this sent me on a question hole to, to figure all this stuff out about, like, was this the same one? Because I remember Renee calling him Charlie. You know, in the question, he finds out in the original Denny O'Neill that he wasn't – all. you find out he wasn't always Victor Sage. He was born Charles Saz, like Mr. Saz, and his middle name is Victor. So he ends up creating a new persona for himself. Uh, yeah, and that, yeah. That, that name comes up. That name yeah, is in the pit. Uh, yeah. While he's in the pit having his visions, he hears yep. from the from the mask, kind of like from mm-hmm. the rock. Yeah, uh, it says, you know, Victor, help me, uh, please, Victor, help so, me, Charlie. So yeah, I think this is Charlie. It's just nope. he, he he's yep. not going by that, or maybe he doesn't even know that was nope. his name. Right, right. Now. I don't, I don't so think he does. Yeah. yeah, he was raised in an orphanage, and that's what. I mean, this is all from Wikipedia deep dives. Yeah, that he. It, his his life growing up in Hub City, which is apparently more crime than Gotham, if you can believe it, <laughs> uh, led led him to create this moral, you know, uh, this moral black and whiteness that that he leads by, and that that's what the book starts with. Yeah, that, it feels it feels gray. It feels you know it feels crime riddled. There's f bombs. There's you know, but it's not. It doesn't go yeah. too far into it. But it, it feels no. like it's, it's a mature book, and it feels like yeah, it's yeah. doing these things. Uh, so. No, I really like this. I mean, I mean, I was again. I wasn't super hyped either, but it's a Jeff Lemire book, and you know, yeah, should have known better. It was a few pages well, into no. it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm super into this. After Killer Smile, which really let me down, that's what kind of let it there too. But um, I'm, yeah. I'm here for this one. For me, sure. me and Pete liked Killer Smile a lot more than you did. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to pick this up in in collection when it's done sure because this is yeah. i can already tell this is gonna be one of so those books this that, is especially one of, in the format is this one of four yep. you said i think you said yes yeah, yeah. that's cool yep. so uh what's the answer big right? that's like you know 460 page issues it's, it's, it's gonna be about 200 odd pages and honestly for, for the record yeah. for 60 pages this flew in for me i did not feel the length yeah. in this one well and that's where I, i'm reading it and i was like oh, i gotta be almost done and i was on page 13 <laughs> just because of how it was paced and that's why I was like, because I thought I could fit it in during a break at work. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I, I don't want to go to work. I want to read this. So I ended up having to pace it out. But yeah, it was really good. Really yeah. enjoyed it. What are you giving it, Matt? 9.5. Whoa! Yeah. I am going to go with a straight 9, but I, I appreciate the 9.5. Yeah, I'm also on the 9, which again, <laughs> it's still fantastic. But yeah. we, we seem negative now after that. Hey, honestly, these, these Black Label books are starting to add up to a lot of good stuff yeah like, we, we've been praising we a lot disa- of them have we been disappointed in any of them yet that we've tried well the first one that we didn't bother continuing which one was that the, the batman azarello batman one. Oh, oh sure i, yeah. I never even got around to trying that because uh it, it came oh, yeah. out when i was yeah. away but this is uh 
yeah, this is. I, I, to be honest, when I said, you know, when we've been trying, I wasn't even thinking of that because that was so far removed. From no, the, Harleen, like, Criminal Sanity, Killer Smile. Because um, it really feels like Black Label's only really just kind of taken off now. It recently. does. It, it and, does. I'm but... counting these as, as like the first real bit of Black Label. Right. Yeah. But there you go. That's the last book. All right. So that'll take us out of the last bit of the show where we pick our favorites of the week. Uh, we're going to format it slightly differently because Matt had like a hard deadline this week and we've just hit yep. it. So I'm going to let Matt just yep. give you all of his favorites in top five first so he can run away. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, yep. Matt, uh, favorite uh, cover of the week. Go. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, I can go quick. I, I can run it off in two minutes. Yeah, no, I can't though. Um, <laughs> Classic Matt. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me go the the freeze variant. That one's pretty cool. Um, okay, I like that one. Cool. Yep, okay. Yep. Art or or moment. Uh, the, uh moment. Uh, moment. I'll have uh, the 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 Batman's real a hole um, from Jimmy. That was a pretty pretty good one. All right. Um, and then yep, art. Yep. Art. I'm gonna go with the question. Uh, exactly what Fair. it needed to be. Yeah. Yep. Top All five. Right. Top, top top five. Question one. Freeze two. Jimmy three. Uh, Batman Superman four. And whole lot at that one. Let's go. Aquaman five. Cool. And there you go. That's me. Beautiful. Um. Do you want me to hang up or what? <laughs> how, do, how are we gonna do this? Uh, she could just tie up that it's fine <laughs> okay see you next right. week see you guys next week um, along with the legion and all that fun stuff alright so to do our top picks of the week because Matty run off there uh, on his deadline uh, so what's your favourite panel slash moment of the week we're starting with panel wait hang on what about covers we always start we with panel do we always it was that was literally matt doing his order there was the only time it switched we always do panel slash moment first oh well screw you i was looking at covers you for, go first then for literally hundreds of issues or episodes um my panel slash moment of the week oh uh it's a good question um <laughs> yes yeah, it's not nice is it um It's probably when uh, Question finds the mask with the bullet hole. Honestly, that whole section, I'll just have to get out of the pit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty but, good. Yeah. I'm just trying to decide between one of, like, three Batman moments in Jimmy Olsen, because they're all great. Um, I think I'm just going to go with him sat in the Batcave on his own after just telling Alfred to, to piss off, and he's docking his pay for all the, the money he's paid for people to... Uh, to laugh at his jokes, putting on the arrow through the head headband, and just sitting there and going, I'm hilarious. Okay. That's great. Cover of the week. Right, let me go back to that one. Uh, there is actually quite a good few covers that I, I like this week. Um, it's a good week for them. Um, I'm just trying to narrow it down. I'm looking at a couple of them. I'm a big fan of the, the regular Batman White Knight, and also, off the top of my head, I'm just glancing, the question variant is quite nice um i'm just looking to see if there are any others that i, I prefer no i think I'll, I'll go with the question variant that's fair i'm gonna go with a regular white knight cover the murphy one yeah that's the, the that was my my, my yeah. first yeah, two there so. wasn't much of a choice for, i mean i do like the matina batman variant because they're always pretty good but they're solid but this one isn't anything 
you know, better than usual of those. Yeah, it's Flashpoint Batman in the cover, so, you know, point stocks for that. Uh, <laughs> what's your I, do, I, I do like that White Knight one, though, in the, you know, all the white space at the bottom. Sure. With it, where it comes flowing out of Batman's cape. It was a, a real nice layout for the cover that you don't often get. What's your uh, art of the week? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Dial H for Hero, uh, which I don't think is too surprising. Don't get me wrong, some great art this week overall. Uh, but that one does a great job of like melding like three, four different styles at once and still coming off as like one whole product. Yeah, for me, I think uh, it's between Batman Superman with Marquez and The Question uh, for art. Both great choices for art. Yeah, they're both really, really good. Very, very different as well. I think I'm just going to go agree with Matt and say The Question um, because I've had three issues of Marquez already and I probably picked him at least once or twice. So <laughs> I'll give... Uh, Give Cow in the, uh, the 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 bump. Um, all right, here's the top five. So controversially, question is not number one. Uh, I'm actually going to go uh, Jimmy Olsen at one, Dial H at two, question at three, uh, then White Knight, and then uh, Melman. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really happy with my top five this week. Like, that's a, all, all of them. I gave it like at least an eight interesting um questions my number one for sure number two number two is von freeze number three is metal men number four is batman superman and number five is aquaman yeah i feel good about that uh, so, despite all the all the negativity in the first few books, uh, I did have a lot of good... I, it's just funny to me that more and more it's the Black Label books that are becoming the really exciting ones. Like, I feel like t- their time was, we'd say, oh, those books are all long, maybe we won't do... But those are genuinely the interesting ones to read and talk They're about the best right ones, now. Yeah. And, well, you know, I, I, I came across as particularly negative in the first like, half of this show, but I had like, a top five of like all books that I thought were great books. So, overall, I think I can't complain this week. Yep, so... There you go. Um, so I will tell you what's coming next week. Uh, that's what I do now at this part of the show. Uh, it I, is. It and is. I'm definitely not stalling because I had to click on the page because I, I haven't got it ready yet. Um, so here we come next week. Next week we're getting Action Comics 1017. We're getting Basketful of Basketful of Heads issue 2, which I'm really excited about actually. Oh, yeah. uh, Batgirl 41 is coming out. Batman Beyond 38. Uh, Batman V's Raz Al Ghul number 3 of 6 is coming out. Just uh, you, you just missed over there. Uh, Batman Creature of the Night uh, issue four is is finally coming out next week. Oh, is it? Oh, that's nice. I'm actually looking forward to reading that in collected form because yeah. uh, uh, I do really like the the, the premise. The right, I like the first two issues when I read them, but it has been so long. Um, Detective Comics one thousand sixteen is out, um, and that's not the Taylor one. I believe it's the December issue. It's the Taylor one. Seventeen is is Taylor. Yeah, um, we have Flash eighty three, Freedom Fighters issue eleven. Uh, you got John Constantine Hellblazer issue one. Uh, I assume you'll be trying that. Uh, probably not for this show because it's it's following on from the 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 one shot that they had last month, and uh-huh. it's you know spinning out all the Sandman universe stuff. And you didn't read that? Not yet. I'm behind on my Sandman universe. Okay. Okay. Uh, Justly like Dark Seventeen is out. You got uh, Last God issue two. Is that something you cared about? I think it was. Uh, I did love the first issue, but it's it's no not really. It's just a fantasy yeah, book yeah. That, that you'll have no interest in. Uh, Martian Manhunter issue 10 is out. Red Hood Outlaw 40 is out. Connor's favourite. Shazam mm. issue 8 is still on the schedule, so Shazam's uh, not delayed. That's nice. Uh, Supergirl Annual issue 2. 
and Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Infinite Crisis issue 1, and finally Terrific issue 22. So that's the books that are out next week. Um, healthy amount. Uh, yeah, I think I count about 8. Yeah, well, I've got 8 books next week, so I don't... You've got a bit I less. I guess you're reading them all, then. Oh, no, because you're not reading Justice League Dark, so I must have missed one somewhere. Yes. Yes, you missed Par- one. Apparently I can't count to 9. Don't know what I've missed, but... Just doesn't matter. Yes. So, uh, that's the books that are coming next week. Um, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month of November. Um, my goal to say it in the middle of the show has failed me yet again because I forgot. But uh, not not that not that I promised that I would or anything, but I've been wanting to try and do that. However, thank you to David Sharp, Alison M. Fordis, Cindy Palacios, Tyler Hess, and Talking Superman for being our November Patreon producers. Um, they are producers at the $20 tier or up on patreon.com slash TV, where you should go because you can support us not for that amount. You can you can, you can can just give us a dollar. One dollar per month will get you access to bonus material. Uh, you get bonus t- cutouts and tangents, including me and match wrestling talks, uh, as well as stuff from some of our other shows, uh, bonus episodes of some of the movie podcasts. And if we manage to do it and you're lucky, we might even have a special Crisis and Infinite Earths chat between me and Connor. Uh, in time for the uh, the TV event, so we are working on it. We have both started reading. We've both read an issue. <laughs> hey, hey! I've read an issue and a half. Sorry, issue and a half for Connor. Uh, in about nine days. It's like twelve meaty issues, though, that are really dense. So you know. Yeah, it's like a four hundred odd page book. Yeah, but we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll be like during the TV event rather than before it. Because uh, I, I think if we get to like issue nine by the time it starts, we're still going to finish it and do it. <laughs> like, Here's the great thing. Yes. If we get that far when it starts and we don't quite finish it, it's fine because there's like a month between the two parts. Because you have you know the, the December eighth or so those yes. three nights there, and then it's back in the middle of January. So if we if we get it in over Christmas, you know, that's fine. Yeah, Christmas treat. Yeah, because we're not busy during the Christmas time this year. Yeah, I know. I, I basically, if we don't get it in by like December thirteenth, we're screwed. Possibly. Uh, so that is uh, that is uh, something you can do over at patreon.com slash TV. If you want to support us in other ways, though, uh, you can do that by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Very important. Give us five stars. Uh, more people find us that way. Uh, give us a nice little review on there if you want. Some of those are quite nice and uh, friendly and make us feel good. And uh, to the two or three people who rated us one star, uh, I mean, screw you, you're a bunch of bastards and <laughs> we can leave it Thankfully, that. they're probably not listening now anyway. Well, yeah, you'd like to think if they give it one star, they, they stop listening. If they give it one star and kept listening out of spite, then I'm glad they were here to hear my insult. Yeah, I get that. So, you know. Win-win for us, I suppose. Um, so you can go and do that. You can uh, tell us what you thought of the books in the comments on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Ding the bell. Make sure you get the notifications. All those things matter. And of course, the obvious thing is just to sh- sh- share us out. Spread us out on Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media you're using. Um, LinkedIn. <laughs> Put out your LinkedIn profile. Uh, to be fair, the other day, Pete did accidentally uh, ask people to, 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 to set us up a Tinder profile. Yes, I mean, I mean, I say Tumblr. I said Tinder by accident. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I've made worse mistakes. It's fine. Uh, so go do that. Uh, and then otherwise, that is uh, that is us. So thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comics, guys. And remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. <laughs>